I'm Mackenzie Lansing. I'm an actress and writer based in New York and L.A. And you can see me most recently playing Brianna Del Rosso on Mayor of Easttown. You can find me on Twitter at Mac Lansing and on Instagram at Mackenzie Lansing. So just my first and last name. And I'm on Below the Belt Show. The Below the Belt Show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. guys it's time for another episode of btb below the belt show in the mother effing house <laughs> i'm your host al soto aka celebrity so i don't know who called me celebrity soto but anyways it was it's you that I, well no i didn't really i think a friend a friend many years ago uh said uh you're al celebrity soto you know you, you know all these celebrities blah blah blah. Like, come on i mean whatever you know it's like that was your just, friend al soto yeah, it's my friend Al Soto. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it kind of has a nice ring to it, so whatever, you it know. But... It does flow. It does. But we have, we have an amazing, amazing show again from top to bottom. So let's go ahead and introduce the room, if you will. Starting with, that's right, he is the one and the only, the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, Chachi McFly. What do you have there, some apple juice? I got apple juice, man. Oh, I nice. got a... Um, I got a uh, Pinot Grigio, um, and it's called Menage a Trois. Okay. It had a very catchy uh, label. So uh, there's there's four of us here, so I don't know if that's going to (laughs) work. Right, right. (laughs) But nonetheless, um, this is the devil's foursome. (laughs) We are welcoming to BTV for first time guests, and also serving as guest co-hosts tonight. Um, and they're two um, amazing, talented actors based in the DMV. Um, let's go ahead and introduce, starting with the one and only Vince Eisenson. Vince, good to have you on Below the Belt Show. Thanks for joining. Hey, thank you so much for having me. This is an honor. I, pre- I you know, I've been a fan for a while, and maybe in the I back of my mind, yeah, really? I thought maybe someday I could be on Below the Belt Show, and here it's happening. Oh my God! You're actually on BTV, and you actually listen to us. How I flatter! So far, Chachi, let's listen to us. Come on, how cool is that? That's our one listener. I was wondering who that was. (laughs) (laughs) I kept seeing it pop up, like this one listener, and like, wow. I've been anonymous until now. Person's dedicated. (laughs) And uh, we also uh, have to welcome to Below the Belt show another first-time appearance on BTV. I've known her. 
Oh, gosh, maybe 10, 15 years. Okay, well, you know what? Let's not say because we don't want to date us, right? You know, I want to put uh, a, a date to our ages or whatever. Um, but she is a phenomenal actress. You very just invited talented. her now? Pardon? You just invited her now after um, 35 years? I know. Well, no. Come on. <laughs> she was making a joke about, yeah, my number's still the same for 15 years, and my email yeah. has been the same for... I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> But Lauren, me- Lauren Neely. Oh, hello. <laughs> Lauren, good to have you on BTB. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I, I was joking because I really don't think my email or phone has changed. And I was, I was like, <laughs> you still got that AOL email? Dial <laughs> up. <laughs> so we have an incredible show from top to bottom, as we always do, guys. And um, our featured guest. Um, we're actually going to be conducting this interview tomorrow um, for you HBO Mayor of Easttown fans. Uh, really exciting, uh, really exciting guest that we have. We have Mackenzie Lansing, who plays the bully Brianna, who was Ooh. considered the first suspect oh. in the uh, the murder of Aaron McNamee. McNamee um, <laughs> on Mayor of Easttown. Um, first, uh, we're going to talk a lo- little bit about Mayor of Easttown a little later in the program, but. Um, Lauren's actually going to be joining um, for that uh, interview that we're going to be conducting and playing here tonight's show. Thanks. It's exciting. So cool. Yeah. I'm jealous. I am jealous over here. <laughs> Vince, I can't wait to listen to this, though. Vince, you're actually <laughs> slated to do that with us tonight um, initially, but due to actor schedules, um, both you and her uh, actor schedules, uh, she needs to um, – do her interview tomorrow and you're actually on set and um i guess this is a good time to kind of shine a spotlight on our two um guests uh slash guest co-hosts tonight starting with you vince tomorrow um you will be on set of uh, a major television show and of course we cannot mention what it is but i guess we can say <laughs> that you have a co-star role right you can say that you can say that it is a show that uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> they they made me sign one of those things where you, you can barely say anything about it, but I am excited about it. It's the source material is great. Um, I would flash it up here for you to see it, but I don't. Fine, I'll flash it up here so you can quickly see oh, it. Okay, okay. Boom. It, won't, so, it won't be it won't be on the podcast. <laughs> listeners <laughs> won't hear it. <laughs> but it's exciting. I think it'll be a cool show, and uh, hopefully, it has some life ahead of it. Wow, um, I, I guess you can't tell us anything about the character, but uh, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How was the audition process? Um, you know, I, Lauren, Al, I'm sure Chachi. I don't know if you act much, but if you do, you might not be much. Fam- not much. You're just a famous podcaster. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've done, but, I've just done some background stuff back in the day, but oh, that's cool. Hey, man. Some, some reality stuff. Oh, yeah, he's a reality TV star. Were you on Big Brother? No, I, 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 was, I was asked to audition for it, but I, I didn't oh, do it. Oh, shit. But yeah. I was on Eliminate. You remember that? Wow. That is cool. That is cool. <laughs> because I had my video up on YouTube for like a decade or more, and they just took it down recently. Like, like um, Copyright issues? Copyright issues, and like um, whatever the company was, they're now posting um, episodes that Eliminate. Oh, on there, um, you know, just under under their banner, and so they I won see. mine, my bootleg one off of there. 
Well, Chachi had one of probably the most entertaining episodes of well, Eliminate you. that I've ever seen. So I got to give you major props on that. Shit, I'm going to watch but, that. He's, I think, he's, he's only seen one, so. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think the spotlight misses you, Chachi. Maybe, uh, maybe you could return to, uh, in front of the camera sometime. Maybe yeah, they I might will. retire one day. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Vince, you actually, um, you were about to tell us about the audition process. Yeah, yeah, my point I'm was. Like, I'm uh, able to date, I'd retire and just travel the world and like, yeah. you know, that's nice. in a stall now. Wow, okay, reality <laughs> TV. <laughs> <laughs> my, my point was, my point was anyone who's been acting yeah. lately, uh, Al and Lauren at least know, most of the auditions are just like this. You're, you're right on Zoom, which is kind of awesome in a way. You don't have to drive. I mean, I've had to drive up to New York on zero yeah. notice. You know, you get in the car and make that drive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or Baltimore or Richmond. And now it's like I go in my little room and turn on the light and we're good to go. Yeah. So do, you, gotta so love do you think that. that's going to be like from now on? Or you think it's just because of COVID now? I, I don't. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think it'll carry over for a while. I honestly think it should stay in some capacity. I, it's, it's very well, convenient. And, and, you know, I mean. Some casting directors are kind of set in their ways. They want to see you in person, and uh, I'm not going to name any names, of course. Um, they're kind of very set in their ways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I talked to Vince about a similar issue uh, that I had a conflict where they wouldn't accept the self-tape, but but I absolutely 100% had to Zoom and be there live. Wow. Um, there was no fans <laughs> but about it, nonetheless. Yeah. I missed my opportunity to be uh, to audition on, on a show. Uh, but uh, <laughs> What show was it, Al? What show? <laughs> I don't know. What can I say? <laughs> Does it, the, possibly had to do with the book that you might have raised oh, up and down. Okay. Or, okay. Anyways, um, nonetheless, um, <laughs> before I get into any further trouble, um, I, you know, it's so convenient, you know? Yeah. I think definitely for like first round auditions, you know, it's it's been great. I think we've gotten really spoiled <laughs> too. I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, the comfort of your own home and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. why not? I mean, they're filming it. I know this isn't yeah. the ideal frame, but it, mm-hmm. this is being filmed. You want to see what somebody looks like on film? Why precisely. not? This is pretty close. Yeah. Pretty precisely. And Vince, uh, we got to talk about um, a huge project that you were involved with um, that had a theater run, that had HBO Max run, that um, also stars several other friends and colleagues of ours. Um, Wonder Woman 1984. My God, uh, that is amazing. <laughs> you got to be a part of that film. Um, Whatever the hand gesture is, I'm doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vince, you're one of like the sleazy guys. I like to hit on Gal Gadot, right? I mean... <laughs> well, you know, you know, I like to think I was the nicer of the oh, sleazy you were the nice guys. Guy. Okay. I was the nicest one. I think my role represented a nice guy that she could have had. A, a conversation with but in she chose cab. in the cab exactly we were going to drive to sherlington have a chat and that would have been it but she, <laughs> would, she shut off the nice guy because oh. well she was pining over chris pine and yeah. oh blamer look at that, look at that play with words there <laughs> pining over pine yeah who well, died hatch... 50 years prior exactly yeah. do you ever think about like had the director said you know what gal why don't you say yes to the cab <laughs> <laughs> then they would be shooting this auditional scene um, with you and her in the cab. Uh, I thought about it. I thought about it. Actually, <laughs> since I, I can say this now because it already came out. Yeah, it already came out, right. You know, that night we did actually add a couple lines 
um, the director was like, let's just add a, a few more lines here to this scene. And we did a take or two with the added lines. And then um, I love her. But Gal was like, I think we should cut those. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> to her credit, I, I think she was right. I think she was right. But selfishly, I was like, dang it. I just lost two lines. It could have been a five liner instead of a three liner. I mean, just get just shoot it for, 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 you know, for the sake of just having it in the can. You know, why not? Right? Exactly. It's probably somewhere out there. But um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, your scene was memorable because there was just, just several instances of men hitting on Wonder Woman, yeah. like scene after scene after scene after scene. She's just had it, you know, she's had enough and, uh, yeah. you know, you were the nice guy. You know? I, I was, I was a nice yeah. guy. What can you, you say they, about it? Um, um, you wish they put Chris Pine inside your body and you could have been like <laughs> technically, technically raped or something? <laughs> oh, that was a, that was a big criticism of the film. Yeah, that it was, it was. raped by deception, essentially. Right. In a, a, oh, Lauren, do you want to weigh in on that? I, I, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it definitely went to different places. I didn't think the movie was going to go, but I do remember. You know, I remember that scene with the cab. That was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, on a movie like that, you have no clue what's going on. All I knew was the cab scene. So in my mind, that's it. That's all I knew about the movie was the that cab. That was the whole movie. Oh, yeah. That was the whole movie. It should have been called Cab Guy, as yes. far as I was concerned. <laughs> cab Guy 84. That's awesome. right. Um, Vince, you got another cool um, locally produced um, web series um, that we should talk about, yes? Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you for, yeah. for bringing that up. Um, this is my pitch moment. It. I'm yeah, going to pitch, pitch hard pitch away, here. Yeah. Yeah, I am doing a web series uh, coming up. We've shot the pilot. We got six more episodes to shoot this summer. Sweet. It's, yeah, man. It's going to be cool. It's called Turf Valley, and it takes place in Turf Valley, which I had never heard of, even though it's not far from me. It's up in Ellicott City, Maryland. Right. Yeah. The neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my just, hometown. It's the, oh, no uh, kidding. It's like a golf course, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a golf course. There's a little hotel. and then Very fancy. It is kind of fancy. It's a very upscale area. Probably why I never heard of it, but yeah, that, was, uh, <laughs> that was near my hometown of um, Sexville. Oh no, kidding! Okay, yeah. see, I'm a North. If you can see my shirt, I'm a Carolina guy. Okay. okay. So I'm a transplant. Like a lot of these, a lot of this Maryland stuff, you know, I'm still learning. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, no, I mean, um, I may or may have uh, auditioned for that show, um, but I'm I'm excited that there's six episodes. Um, <laughs> and there's gonna be more parts in it. Yeah, man. If yeah. I hear anything. I, I also know. may or may not have auditioned for that show. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. Good to know. Good to know. Awesome. Spoiled lately, I feel like in DMV, we've had just like a flood of. Right. Of exactly. And and yeah. actually, that's what I was going to pitch. I mean, yes, I'm I'm pitching the series because we are raising a little more money. It, they've actually raised quite a bit. Awesome. Um, and the, the, the guys producing this, they know what they're doing, but we're doing a little crowdfunding. So I am going to pitch, go to gosh, turf valley show.com. Nice. Um, but my point is this is work coming to Maryland and anything that's filming in the DMV, I get excited about. It's yes. just good to have stuff here because there's so much yes. talent and crew in the area. And sometimes we can't compete with like Vancouver because they have some weird tax incentive. They have like the craziest <laughs> and set up that's why yeah. pretty much the whole cw network shoots in <laughs> vancouver um what can you tell us about your character uh in turf valley uh, okay turf valley um it's it's basically about three dads who are stay-at-home dads 
And when we shot the pilot, it was like early in the pandemic. So everyone was kind of a stay at home person. person. Um, right. But yeah, so there's a lot of the frustration of being kind of at home and kind of having your kids and just having a moment to chat with another dad at like the bus stop. And um, I will say this, the, the pilot, it starts out kind of small. We, we do meet a famous athlete in our neighborhood and that's like a huge deal. Oh, sweet. But, yeah, for some of the scripts I've read, this thing goes, it goes out there. And I will say cicadas are a plot point. You better believe right. <laughs> there will be cicadas. Oh my, okay. Those nasty 17 year cycle buggers. Jesus. Yeah. Do you guys Unreal. remember cicadas? Those of you from Maryland? You re- yeah. remember the last we're, time? Josh and I are Maryland boys. We were feeling last time they came around. <laughs> but um, I know it's we hard at 19 crazy. to remember this. Yeah, though. our grandparents have told us about it, you know. And they told us about them. <laughs> Lauren, can you talk about you? So you auditioned for Turf Valley as well? I did. I did. And I want to and I, and I want to say and support. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't wow. able to watch the pilot and oh, I cool. thought it was fantastic. Cool. Awesome. And and um, yeah, just really relatable because especially during COVID, you know, just when you see another adult or parent and you just, you know, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was really great. I really hope it uh it gets a lot of success and And hopefully they'll remember those that had great auditions, right? Heck yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope yeah, so. Well, you know. <laughs> If I have any so, say in the casting, the people I'm looking at right now should be on the show. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. Casting that's, directors, listen that's up. That's very kind, Vince. <laughs> well, um, Lauren, if we could uh, shine the spotlight on you now. Um, I'm looking at your IMDb. Um, so it looks, looks like you have a really fun Christmas movie called A Christmas Cancellation. Yes. Can, yeah. Can you tell us about this project? Sure. Um, yeah, that came out this past holiday season and um it's it's about a sitcom um a la you know friends where there's a bunch of friends living in a house and it's about the actual characters and they become self-aware and realize that they are living in a sitcom and christmas just keeps happening over and over again um because they don't want it to be canceled so they keep just celebrating christmas um because it's a happy time I think I've heard, I've either seen a clip or heard of this. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, a, I yeah. mean, it's, it was, you know, filmed here in Maryland, so might have seen, if you know, I feel like it's such a small community of actors sure. around here. But, um, but yeah, and then, you know, take some hard left turns and okay. <laughs> it gets exciting. Um, so, yeah. tr- twists yeah. and turns in a Christmas movie, you know? Yeah. 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 Check it out. Probably it's good. Love story tied into it, I'm sure. Yeah. Love story, Christmas story, okay. horror story. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Going across all kinds of genres here. Where can we um, see that at? Um, it's on Amazon, and it was straight. Okay, cool. Um, Justin Tim Payne. I know he's kind of a, you know a bigger name around here, so he's a lot of fans and followers, and it's great. Okay. So cool. I know. I feel like I meet a lot of actors who are like, my goal is to be in a Christmas movie. Oh. And, <laughs> I kind of uh, get that. I, I kind of that would be sweet. That's that, cool. That that you be, to it's fine. Yeah. If you get in the right one, like it's it's gonna be shown every single season for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, like how often that, do you watch a Christmas story, a Christmas vacation, like um, absolutely, Elf, like the mm-hmm. certain staples that you have to watch every year. 
Yeah, and Christmas Vacation, I quote all year round. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, Chachi yeah. does too. He's the king of the 80s. Yeah. Although it was a 90s movie, wasn't it? Christmas Vacation? No, 89. Oh, it was 89. Okay, so it was very close. <laughs> Can't see the line, can you, Russ? Can't see the line, can you? Lauren, oh. he's testing. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I'm carrying or someone is carrying something, I'm like, just put it there on the lawn, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> You also have a very recent horror horror film, um, Lauren, called I Am Lisa. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about this project if we could. So this project, I actually, um, it actually just came out on Apple TV, I think, this week. Um, awesome. Just helped. Um, I got a, just a special thanks on that because they helped with the kind of early development of the script and and things like okay. that. Um, so that was kind of a different role, but it was a lot of fun. Okay, cool. So you kind of like to dabble with uh, some aspects behind the camera as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, I mean, both sides of the camera are fun. I think, yeah. uh, well, acting, I think, is a lot more fun. But, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> that's just my opinion. But, uh, but th that's awesome, guys. Wow. Well, um, uh, any public social medias that you want to throw out to your fans, Vince and Lauren? Lauren? Like for... <laughs> Um, no, I don't, I don't know. What's the cool thing to say? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Instagram. Handles? Yeah, Instagram. Go for it. What's yours? <laughs> if, it's, uh, if it's public, that's why we say public. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's oh. private, then, then you don't have it. You don't you have can it. Catch, you can catch me on OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> OnlyFans.com slash Chachi. <laughs> that's yours. I'm watching it right now. Okay. Good. Yeah, see? That's hot. I'm, well, I'm one of those. You, yeah, yeah, some people don't have public social medias. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Go ahead, Vince. Yeah, no, I was just going to say mine Mine is literally just my name. It's Vince Eisenson. I, I don't have anything clever because, eh. So if you look for Vince Eisenson on any social, it'll be me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, awesome. Wow. Two actors are doing amazing things. Um, uh, in, well, I guess I do a few cool things. but you, yeah, Al, I freaking <laughs> met you. That's how I know you, man. I met you on set, of course. Yeah, both of you, you guys do are doing amazing things. And... Uh, um, wow. So, of course, I always think that actors, uh, people in the entertainment industry um, can can speak well about things going on in the world of entertainment and pop culture. So I figured let, let's go out. Let's let's go on and talk about some stuff going on and some BTV um, virgins. Yeah. <laughs> BTV Good to have virgins you. In the yes. house. Um, so I am a Marvel MCU super fan. I don't know if either of you are. Uh, they dropped the Eternals. Um, trailer, which I was completely blown away. I was wondering if either of you saw it. Um, the characters themselves, not super familiar, but mm. the stars in this film are just, I mean, it's Angelina Jolie. It's uh, Kumail Nanjiani. It's Sama Hayek. You know, it's for you Game of Thrones fans. It's Richard Madden and Kit Harington, the Stark brothers, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously that's the big um, selling point of the, the star power in the film. Um, but the, the concept of, of these, the, these are pretty much gods, you know, of these characters. And, uh, I mean, I'm wondering where the F were they with, when, uh, Thanos <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> kicking yeah. all the Avengers ass. Right, I mean, exactly. These they literal gods should have been there. I guess they're going to explain why they weren't there, but, uh, yeah. but I don't know if either of you got the trailer, but the, the trailer is absolutely beautiful. Um, also, I think I, Chan. yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Jimmy Chan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that the trailer had been released, and I like didn't click on it at that moment. But yeah. I, I definitely am excited about that one. Yeah, they actually made a joke about um, 
you know, now that Captain America and Iron Man are no longer with us, uh, who's going to lead the Revenger, the Avengers? And then Richard Madden's character, who's Icarus, suggests that he could lead them, and everyone laughs at the table, basically. Um, so uh, <laughs> I don't know we're going to, I guess, see a lot more of, um, yeah, a lot more of the. Um, of this in the in the film when it's released in November, we're actually getting four Marvel films this year, which is exciting because last year we pretty much—I mean, we got the New Mutants, but that technically wasn't in the MCU. But we're going to get mm-hmm. Black Widow in July. We're getting Shang Chi in the Legends of Ten Rings. That is a badass trailer. That I've that watched that one like amazing. so many times. It's so funny. I mean, it's yeah. just good. It's good. We're getting the uh, the Eternals uh, in November, and then a month after that, in Christmas, we're getting Spider Man um, three. Mm. So, um, I believe the I think it's Far From Home. No, it's not Far. That's the second film, right? Um, it's something Home. <laughs> yeah, Away From Home, Home Away. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Home, home, home Alone, I think it was. Home, home Alone. alone? Yeah, Spider Man Home was, Alone. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd watch that. Nice Christmas movie. They yeah, had that campaign about all the fake names that had home in it, and now I can't remember the real name. Uh, right. <laughs> it was like too clever. I just couldn't right. process it. Oh man, this is another great um, trailer that I just checked out. It's Edward Wright's horror thriller Last Night in Soho. It's going to be um, released on October 22nd with one of my my new favorite actresses, Anya Taylor Joy. Um, she just came off hosting Saturday Night Live's um, season finale, and she's. She's just so wonderful in so many ways. I'm just a super big fan of hers. Um, but it, it's a really cool, you know, cool premise of a film. It's a psychological thriller with Thomasin McKenzie, uh, who was able to reach back in time and meet her idol, Sandy from the 60s, who was played by Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, it looks really, really cool. I did see that today. That looked. That looked did really you check cool. that out? Yeah, yeah, it looks very creepy. <laughs> creepy, right? She's looking in the mirror and she sees Anya. I'm like, whoa. Is that going to get a, a full release in the theaters? Yeah, so that's going to be released in October. So I think we're going to get pretty much back to normal theater release schedule by the fall. Okay. Like, they're doing a lot of stuff, you know, to the, all the streaming platforms right now, it seems, with the simultaneous theater you know streaming release but are either you excited to get back in the movie theater and watch movies or are you completely content watching from from the comfort of your own homes <laughs> I, I i you know what i'm you're, actually you're, you're both parents of young kids exactly that's so the thing. i'm planning to i want to go to a movie this week i have friday off so i'm like really tempted to just go to a movie right i haven't seen anything since uh tenet which that was like the big um yeah. blockbuster for like what six months in a row <laughs> pretty <laughs> much pretty oh, much yeah. i saw it with a buddy we were the <laughs> only ones in the theater you know i i yeah. won't i won't speak ill of tenet yeah. <laughs> end of <laughs> sentence well yeah so the box office the top of the box office you want to know vince is spiral still oh yes the third week in a row it's from the soft franchise um but if you want to uh wait it will be on stars in October. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't want to rave the theater, but um, yeah, it's it's hanging in there for the number one movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I was at the theater the whole entire time during COVID. Like once it reopened, like I was even back in the day when they had like the AIDS scare and like the people said like they put needles <laughs> in the seats of the movie theaters. I still went. Like you, you can't stop me from going to the theater. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, some things need to be watched on the big screen. I get yeah, it. But yeah. I, mean, I saw it, Top Gun last week. Like they released it for the anniversary. Yeah. Went in there and saw it, and it was great on the big screen, like with this tramp uh, sound and stuff. Like that's the way you see a movie. I, I agree, and I'd be all about it. But the thing is, they're 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 um they're they're kind of like making this decision easy for us if they do the simultaneous release on HBO Max. I know. Or Netflix or any of the stream platforms. Okay, this is the movie I really want to see, but they're just gonna drop it on one of the streaming platforms for free. You know, exactly. I'm gonna like, exactly. you know, so they're making it kind of easy for us. You know, yeah. What's your porn in the theater? <laughs> if if Pee Harmon didn't ruin it, you know what I mean? Like, that's how much of a, how much of a theater fan I am. I am, I, I and they, I am a fan of the theater. Yeah, well, stays around forever. They need to make these movies exclusive. Otherwise, we're, I'm just going to sit my ass at home. <laughs> just, I don't know. Like, um, for example, um, uh, Angelina Jolie's uh, Survivor Thriller, uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead, is on HBO Max. Good movie. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, that actually dropped to third place um, with Jason Statham's Wrath of Man hanging on as the second place film. And can you believe Ryan the Last Dragon still in the top five at the box office? Um, that wow. in the 12, 12 weeks, you know, see, that doesn't happen like during non COVID times, like, no, no. like at the top of the box office for a little while, especially, especially when the summer season's getting started. Like now, like there's, yeah. no yeah. you just saw like 10 blockbusters by now. Yeah. Do you remember when Kong, another one. Oh yeah, guys. Do you remember early in, in COVID? I feel like Dave Franco's the beach house was like number one at the box office. I mean, <laughs> I don't know anyone who's seen that. I'm right. sure it's good, yeah. but, well, but it's because of damn, COVID times, right? Yeah. Is that why fruits, the fruits were like number one for like, what was it out? Like 20 weeks or something crazy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Why? Like really? A fucking crude. But, and yeah, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, the top five still. I mean, it had that run on HBO max, but I think more people still want to watch it. Because it's mm. off HBO Max now, because it's only a limited time. Like these movies are dropping on on um, on HBO Max. So, but now we got some movies in production. So let's throw out some uh, headlines on that um, for you Marvel fans. Craven the Hunter yes. will be in production. You know about Craven? You said yes. You know about this? Yeah, man. I, I read those little books to my kid, and we have a Sinister Six book, and he loves okay. Craven. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, attached, which um, I believe did he not play the original um, the original um, Quicksilver? You know, he played one of the who was first, him or Evan Peters? I can never remember. He was the original Quicksilver, so I guess they have some explaining to do because you, if you're if this universe is tied in MCU because it is the Sony Marvel universe. How could an actor from that that was a previous character, you know, you know, he was a twin brother of, of Scarlet Witch, you know, sure, so, you know, um, yeah. be another character, you know, um, I, I see <laughs> that, that. See, that's like if you want these movies to make sense, you know, it, you can't cast the same actor that was already another character. Might well, is it was it, what about when Chris Evans was uh, Johnny Storm and then Captain America? Why why so, wasn't that a conflict? The reason that. The reason that's not an issue is because that wasn't within the MCU, the okay. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Whereas okay. these movies are, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people mentioned that he was, you know, Johnny Storm, Johnny Storm, right? In uh, yeah, Fantastic yeah. Four, and yeah, of course, Captain America. So um, I don't know. I mean, they're gonna have, they have again. They have some explaining to do. Um, not really. I mean, just 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 tell people that hey, we're not we're not DC. Just be happy with it. That's all you have to say. Yeah. DC, DC has like, you know, like 10 Jokers and 
14 Batman and like yeah you know it's they gotta they gotta get their story fine yeah don't don't be so hard their universes are all over the place I mean they have multiple Earths you know basically yeah 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 just just do one Earth do one Earth right you gotta do (laughs) you only need multiple Earths well speaking of DC there's a DC's League of Pets movie um so uh this is gonna be an animated um film which will fly into theaters. Uh, see, I did it fly into theaters. Uh, May 20th. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be voicing um, one of the characters. Uh, actually, one of the dogs. Krypton the Super Dog. <laughs> so, Does Dwayne, uh, like, has Dwayne The Rock Johnson ever had a week off in his life? I mean, Dude, geez, all his major films, he, he's got Young Rock on NBC. Yeah. He had ballers on on HBO. Um, my God, he was doing like so much. Like my God, it's like he's yeah, probably like in his trailer on Black Adam recording the voices for this pet movie. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, <laughs> nonstop. Yeah, I am takes, looking forward to Black Adam. Take some because, time to yourself, Rock. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> Rock is finally going to be a superhero because he's he's been acting for a minute already, and this is like the first. You know, Black Adam's the first time he's actually portraying a. He's more of an anti-hero, right? Black Adam is kind of not really 100% of a hero, right? Yeah, I'm not a comic junkie, but again, from the book I'm reading to my four-year-old, he seems like a bad guy, or he, he used to be a bad guy. But okay. maybe an anti-hero, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be uh, interesting to see see that one when that comes out. Um, Let's see. So Timothy Chalamet is pretty much like the it young actor in Hollywood right now. He's got two major projects um in production uh one is called bones and all it's a coming of a coming of age story and horror film combined by luca luca guadagino also starring mark rylance and uh taylor russell it's also based on a book um and he's also going to be in the wonka um film which will be a prequel to um willy wonka and the chocolate factory charlie and the chocolate factory that is um which they actually put a photo of timothy chalamet and um and gene wilder and he kind of looks like he could be like a young ver a little bit of a young version of gene wilder when they have these photos next to each other so i'm thinking okay you know it kind of works you know yeah that's Um, pretty cool like like, like that's good when they do that kind of stuff not like the um young um solo movie where he, he he acted nothing like um, Han Solo. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich, yeah, he did not resemble no um, Harrison Ford at all. Like they 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 probably would have been better off just having Harrison do it and doing the de aging thing. <laughs> yeah, because we saw Harrison <laughs> you know? Ford like what like five years older than that, like in A New Hope. Like it, oh yeah, not like it's not like we were like man, what does young Harrison Ford look like? Yeah, we, we saw him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least get a kid that looks like him, you know. Yeah. They could have done that, but I mean, a lot of people are saying that Sebastian Stan, if they ever wanted to recast Luke Skywalker, Sebastian Stan is kind of like the perfect actor. They actually had an image of the two of them together, and the, the resemblance is really uncanny with Mark mm. Hamill and um, and Sebastian Stan. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe he would. I just he doesn't need it. You know, that guy, that guy's made. He doesn't need to reboot Star Wars. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's Winter Soldier. He's gonna be uh, Tommy Lee in the yeah. uh, the Pam Anderson Tommy Lee Hulu series. Which after seeing photos of him with all these tattoos and stuff, I'm sold. I was sold at first. I was like, "What? 
like this guy is, has no tattoos, you know. I'm like how, curious how that will work out, but I guess that just shows the range, you know. Heck yeah. Yeah. Mm. And well, he'll be showing some range in that movie. He <laughs> after the um, sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I've heard. Still, I've heard. So you've heard, right? Yeah. Right? I've, I've heard. I've heard things. <laughs> What's playing in the background of the? Uh... Oh no. Go ahead. Uh, okay. No, I was... <laughs> oh, are you talking? Are you referring to my um my background? No, no, yours is fine. Yeah, I like your background. Yeah, so I had to do a Mayor of Easttown background, and I figured what what better than the screen cap where Kate oh, Kate shit. Winslet, Kate Winslet, Guy Pierce, and Al Soto are all in the same frame. Yes. So oh, nice. <laughs> You'll see me uh slurping some beer in the back there. So. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Other movie stuff, guys. Uh, let's see. Mark Ruffalo, Emma Stone are, are going to be cast in a film called Poor Things from the favorite director Yorgos Lathimos. Um, also, Willem Dafoe will be joining that film as well. It's a Victorian era film. So, hmm. and he's also the director of The Lobster, which is um, oh, another, yeah. another great film if you've seen it. It's pretty cray cray. Um, that film. Um, Let's see, The Plane, another uh, film in production starring Gerard Butler. What's it called? The Plane. The what? Oh, I got it. <laughs> you want me to do the, the yeah. Fantasy Island? I Too soon? He's, he's giving me some race. He's going to start with all those racist jokes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying your tattoo. I'm saying, like, <laughs> that you was just his race. say The Plane, The Plane, I guess. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Just pure I horrible. Wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't saying your tattoo. I was just saying that was his catchphrase. This is before my time. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. <laughs> Wait, well, we saw, you saw the remake at the theater last year, right? Yeah, the remake. That's the only thing, that's the only thing I know about. I oh, okay, know. okay. I see. Yeah. Wow, that is, a, that is an old school reference, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's about as old school as you can get. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, which is, oh, I'm so excited. Hopefully I'll, I'll be there. Um, is going back to in-person, so it will be the first major festival to have an in-person um, um, presence. You're going to be there? I was there in 2019, and I did oh, cool. the virtual in 2020. Um, and hopefully we'll get word um, whether um, our sister show, Click on the Show, um, will be um, approved to um, be there uh, in 2021. But um, they're doing a lot of like outdoor screenings, so they're gonna have some, probably some nice uh, outdoor um, giant screen set up or, and, and things like that. Um, um, and, and probably some traditional um, theater because you know we're, we're it's in the rear view now. I think things are starting to kind of look uh, a little more normal. Um, but some of the featured films inc- include Steven Soderbergh's Crime drama no sudden move as its centerpiece film um stars don Cheadle, benicia del toro ray Liotta, david harbour john ham wow brennan fraser kieran culkin that's a that's a huge cast uh for this uh it's, the film's called no sudden move so that will be the um the centerpiece film of the tribeca film festival coming up um, also, Dave Chappelle, uh, comedian extraordinaire, will actually close out Tribeca with not a comedy film, not you, what you would expect, but a, a documentary film oh. about the challenges facing a rural village in Ohio during the early days of the pandemic. 
and um, the emotions erupting across the nations fo- following the BLM movement. So, um, wow. something different. But, uh, you know, I, you know, you don't expect Dave Chappelle to do these kind of things, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly been vocal about it and voiced his opinion about it, but um, yeah, it's kind of interesting to hear that. That's cool. Yeah. Did he do? So, I feel like he did. Some, did he do some live shows out there? And this is related to that. Um. Well, yeah. Um. I know that it will. Well, this particular film will premiere at this documentary film will premiere at the Radio City Music Hall. Cool. Yeah. As as part of um. Tribeca, but are you are you alluding to like stand-up shows? I, yeah, I feel shows? like he did some stand-up shows out there, and this mm-hmm. was somewhat a response to that. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Or he but... lives he lives somewhere. You know, he doesn't live. I don't know if he lives in Ohio, but I feel like he doesn't live in New he York. He lives in Ohio, yeah, but I'm sure he has a flat in New York, right? I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I flatten my life, and you you have multiple residences, right? Totally, <laughs> totally. <laughs> You're the celebrity in studio. I I'm at my Wednesday house right now. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, major deal with Amazon and MGM. So, um, so they merged, um, and uh, Amazon acquired MGM for eight point four five billion. Eight point four five billion dollars. Um, Amazon was struggling, so I think this might actually help them out. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, make them a little bit stronger, you know. Yeah. Get, get over the Jeff hump. Bezos, Jeff Bezos yeah. really hurt in the wallet, right? He is. He is. Yeah. It's, okay. It's, it's a big gamble for him. He might. He might go bankrupt after this. It doesn't pay out, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, but I, <laughs> I mean, um, it, it's basically yeah. I mean, this is um the second biggest acquisition for Amazon. Um, the um the biggest acquisition acquisition of Amazon was Whole Foods. Hmm. Um, oh yeah. That was. That was thirteen point seven billion. Um, wow! I mean, they just do everything. I mean, gosh, you know, Amazon Prime. And if you haven't checked it, also, well, really quick though. So, um, MGM. I mean, so there's a lot of films in MGM Library. Um, like Rocky. Rocky hmm. movies, uh, Legally Blonde, Moonstruck, Raging Bull, Silence of the Lambs, Thelma and Louise, Tomb Raider, Magnificent Seven, Thomas Crown Affair. Um, also, uh, television shows such as Fargo. Handmaid's Tale and Vikings. So. But they only they only bought the movies past, I believe it was like '86. Okay. Because Ted Turner bought all the ones like '86 prior, prior, like you know, so I Ted see. Turner, he bought like uh, Wizard of Oz and like um, all those classic films. But then I think, I think Warner Media now owns all that. Like Ted okay. sold them. Huh. So so it's not it's not like the MGM that from everything you know. That they'll have yeah. access to. It's just like from '86 on or '87 on. Interesting. Um, if you oh man, there's, speaking of Amazon, there's this amazing movie with um, Chris Pratt called The Tomorrow War. And we talked about it on the show before, but they just dropped the first official trailer, and it looks pretty badass. Um, the premise is basically alien species uh, threatens life on Earth, and the only hope for hope for survival is for soldiers and civilians from the present to travel to the year 2051 um, and help hmm. save the planet. So, you know, um, yeah. What year are they on now? <laughs> well, it's, they? so I guess they're, they're, they, they start off in the contemporary year. Oh, and they're flying. The, and they're flying and they're taking a time machine into 2051. To, to save the world then. Through, yeah. To save the world then. Well, how do they know the world's messed up then? Did somebody come back and tell them? 
That would make the most sense. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little confused. Normally, some people go back in time to save, you know, like, like Terminator. Don't yeah, they yeah. Only, like go back in time and stuff. To it's change like stuff. I got you all like. Uh, yeah. yeah, Matt, you you told me to get a drink, and now it's I'm paying are, the price are you, are you here. Of going to the future in 2015 <laughs> and fighting in this tomorrow war. <laughs> You're spoiling my plans. No, but it does sound like an amalgamation of like every sci-fi movie, uh, yeah. Terminator, uh-huh. uh, and all the other ones. Sounds like a lot of fun. The alien ones, yeah. All right, so let's let's talk about Netflix stuff. Um, we got to talk about Army of the Dead. Chachi, you always make a joke like uh, when somebody you know doesn't want to know or you know or yeah, they haven't seen the film yet. Right. Film, you always say everybody dies. Yeah. yeah. And God damn it, pretty much everybody <laughs> dies in this movie. Like, right. Like I don't. And and, and listeners. I'm sorry, but I guess you should have known that we do talk about stuff that has been released. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, we won't say anything. Well, you know what? Just l- listen to the show after you watch Army of the Dead if you don't want to be spoiled. In it. But yeah, basically, yeah. everybody dies except for Batista. <laughs> well, um, if you want to be factual, um, pretty much everybody dies. But yeah. I'm just curious on how they're going to. I mean, I think they're already talking about like sequels, which the young protagonist Kate who play who's play who plays Batista's daughter um as the lone um you know survivor in that I'm just curious how they can do a sequel um how, how, talk about shocks first of all you know Wait did Batista die Can you say that Don't say it but wow <laughs> We're not spoiling everything okay, yeah okay. so it's like uh, Did Chris um, Delia make it so yeah, it's interesting. We could talk about Chris Delia. Um, so they actually, so he was a victim of the Me Too movement um, due to um, online um, messages and uh, supposedly to women that were under underage. Um, and uh, because of that, um, the controversy, um, Zack Snyder decided to digitally remove Chris Delia from uh, his scenes and. I gotta admit, they replaced him with a comedian named Tick Nataro. I'm not really familiar with her work, but they did a pretty amazing job, like including her in within the film in post. Basically, she stood in front of a green screen. Batista mm-hmm. supposedly never worked with her on set because that this is all done in post. Wow, you know, and and I mean, Chachi, you saw the movie. I, weren't you yeah, amazed by how? And I, I knew you told me about somebody who was replaced in the movie. Right. I had no idea who it was. And, like, I watched it, and I didn't know until, like, after I saw the movie. Um, and it was one of, like, the main characters of the movie, too, they replaced it. It wasn't, like, a little scene, you know, where they're removing, somebody's, removing somebody's mustache or something like that. No, this is just, like, <laughs> yeah. this is like a pretty big character in the movie. Yeah. A lot of scenes. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I had no idea until, like, this Crazy. morning. And I was, like... My husband told me. I was like, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, it, it, it blew me away how how well they were able to do that, and I I, I kind of think maybe that's why they went with the for photographers, videographers, the um, low aperture, and by what I mean by low aperture is like a lot of the background were a little more blurry than normal. If you noticed that throughout the film, um, that might have been the saving grace, or maybe that's why they wanted to go that route so they could easily. Um, get Tignataro to to be, you know, pretty much in post, you know, thrown into the film, you know. 
Mm-hmm. But Zack Snyder and his team did, did a fantastic job. And uh, and if you're a Walking Dead fan and you haven't seen Army of the Dead, these aren't Walking Dead zombies, man. I mean, which I appreciate it too. You know, like yeah, I didn't but, see the same thing that we've seen for the past twelve years. Yeah, these are different type of zombies. They, they do have some of the slow moving zombies. They call them. There's a specific term for them, right? The um, uh, Chacha, do you recall what they're called? There's a specific name for the slower ones. The faster ones that are intelligent, they're called alphas. So they're a, a specific breed of of zombies that move super fast, that are super strong, that are intelligent. They're just freaking scary as F. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, I have a feeling if they put alpha zombies in the walking dead universe, it'd pretty much wipe everybody out because they're just <laughs> oh, yeah. ridiculous. I mean, hell, we already mentioned it at the beginning of the talk about, uh, army of the dead that, uh, pretty much everybody was wiped out. And it's just, yeah, uh, yeah, the people in the walking dead barely break a sweat now killing zombies. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> exactly. Like, so a, these... like a little, like a little, like, like screwdriver and it's right through the skull. Like, like, like yeah. no issue. Yep. yep. Did they film? I feel like I remember them filming that somewhere close. Was it Atlantic they did. City? Atlantic yeah. City. Yeah. It's crazy. Submit? <laughs> yeah. Did you submit? Oh, um, uh, I don't. I might have submitted. You know, submit for everything. Know. Come on, it's I might have submitted. You gotta submit for everything, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They shot. They, I guess they wanted to make it look like Vegas, and I guess the most logical choice would be Atlantic City. Sure. Um, because yeah, I mean, you can get it. I mean, pretty much. Every major city has a casino now, it seems. But yeah, uh, <laughs> no one's there anyways either in the next city. So it was like it wasn't like you needed to like block off roads or anything. You're right, Chuck. It was already dead. At the time, there was a time when it was just Vegas and Atlantic City, and Atlantic City yeah. was like the hot spot for gambling. It was. And then there was a loophole where every major city across America could open up their own casino, and even well, they, here in well, the they DMV, passed the law. Yeah, they passed the law. Passed like the law, Maryland. right? And so people from Maryland, instead of you know driving all the way up to Atlantic City to gamble, they stayed here and gambled at our shitty casinos. Yeah, hey, the Horseshoe is a fine casino. No, it is not. Like going there on a Friday <laughs> night when people are like gambling away their paychecks, it's. Oh uh, well, you know yeah. what? It's got Gordon Ramsay's uh, restaurant, so I, I hold that in highest regard. I all love right, Gordon. Right, well, uh, you'll, you'll lose weight when you leave leave the restaurant and you get shot in your stomach. Okay. Come out like so. It's, it's a good it's a good way to avoid a lot of heavy calories. All right. Well, then I'll go to I'll go to the MGM down in the National Harbor in DC. Then Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'll save That's that. a little better. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. All right. So other Netflix stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of movies on Netflix. Um, speaking of B- Batista, he's going to be in Knives Out <laughs> too. Yeah. Um, and they just announced a major, like just major names for this: Janelle Monae, Ed Norton, Catherine Hahn, uh, who was recently in WandaVision, Leslie Odom Jr., and of course Daniel Craig. I believe will be the only returning character from the previous film as. He's going to be like the main detective, I guess, for like the trilogy of films, I guess. And uh, just joining the cast, just announces Kate Hudson. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's good a pretty, good, pretty yeah. good one there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know where she came from, right? Kate Hudson? Yeah. Yes, she came from uh, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, right? Is that what you mean? I was going to say Jersey, but yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I thought you could do like a little Hollywood trivia with me, but no, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. One of my favorites is Charlize Theron. 
Um, she's going to do a feature film with Netflix with director Nikki Caro. Um, it's interesting. It's a, about um, women's fight for equality in surfing, in uh, the big wave surfing. Hmm. Um, so basically, four women, four women uh, form a bond as they surf dangerous spots, including California's Maverick and Maui Jaws while asserting their right to join the male-dominated competition. So, hmm. um, yeah. Um, and I know um, you Lindsay Lohan fans will be excited that she's returning to acting yes. on Netflix <laughs> in a holiday-themed Ooh. movie, a romantic comedy. Okay. Um, I'm there. And, yeah. And the, Lauren, you did a movie like that, a holiday-themed, uh, you so? know. <laughs> yeah. Romantic comedy. Um, it's untitled. But she's playing. Which is a sucky name for uh, <laughs> movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a new. She's playing doesn't a new. Really, doesn't really get you in the spirit at all for it. I don't right. Think. The untitled Christmas movie. Yeah. Untitled. Uh, a newly engaged and spoiled hotel heiress who suffers amnesia in a skiing accident. Oh, see, that's why they call it untitled because she forgot the she name. Can't right. remember. Totally, yeah. Can't remember exactly. It's all coming together now. Yep. Finds herself being cared for by. A blue collar lodge owner, and that's like the love interest, I guess. So. Is she? Di- I feel like I read she's directing it. That can't be right. Um, you know what? Um, or doing something behind the scenes, maybe. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Well, um, Janine Damien, uh, will direct the film. Um, and the screenplay is written by Michael Damien and Jeff Bonnet, and Ron Oliver. Um, it's produced by Brad. Cravoy and Rivera Films, Mike Damien. Um, it's a lot of Damien's in there. <laughs> uh, but Family I, affair. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if she is. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe she doesn't allude to her maybe being on that end. Um, those, those blue collar guys, they get all the women in these Christmas movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you, if you work in the office, you're screwed. If you have a Christmas flannel time. shirt and a right. pickup truck, you are good yeah. to go, man. In a small town. <laughs> Like, like some hot girl moves into the small town because she could, she comes from the big city and you know she's burned out. She needs to get away a little bit, you know, and she has a heart of stone. But this mm. guy's gonna melt it. You watch, he's gonna melt that heart of stone <laughs> with his blowtorch because he's yeah. a welder. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Is that your name, Lauren? That's what What's happened that? to you, Lauren. Oh, well, oh sorry, I didn't hear you say yeah, yeah, that. Exactly. guy. Exactly. Lots yeah. of uh, yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, wow! So trade, trade schools, forget college. You know, if you want, if you yeah. want the hot girl, Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Trade school. You know, oh yeah. Trade school. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Pick up a wrench. Yeah. Boom. Make handmade <laughs> Christmas ornaments. You know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you'll be you'll be plowing something more than a field. Oh my. Yes. <laughs> Believe me. Uh, you know, see. Hallmark should look into hiring you, Chachi. They, you know. should. they should. They need like 90 scripts a year. Yeah. So okay. here we go. There you go. Done deal. Done deal, Chachi. You found the call. <laughs> Just as long as you're here every Wednesday. <laughs> uh, so, so the Sandman uh, from DC Universe. Um, so this was in under DC Comics uh, Vertigo line, which is more for more mature readers and, and you know, just darker content, more adult themes or whatever. Um, the Sandman was like very groundbreaking. And it was um, written by Neil Gaiman, who you might know from American Gods, on Stars, and uh, Good Omens. 
So they just announced the cast of The Sandman, um, which is based on, on, you know, the great comic book. And, um, you know, most of the names I'm not too familiar with, although I do know Tom Sturridge, who will be playing the lead actor of Dream. Um, Jenna Coleman, she's very familiar as well for you Doctor Who fans. um, but you know they're doing a little bit of a, a different casting. I guess they're, they're going a little woke with the death character. Death kind of was like the emo. Um, she kind of looked like um, Winona Ryder in her early movies, I and mean, she had the pitch black hair, the porcelain skin. So they're going a little woke, the death, a little different with said? death character. Um, oh, death. Death. Yeah, death. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, they're I mean, actually like, casting a dead person. For accuracy, <laughs> they're, they're actually casting an African American actress. So this is um, they they're they're doing things a little bit different. Um, um, which I mean, I get you know this is again this this is the comic book um world. So uh, a lot of it's fantasy. You know, it's the same people that were complaining about the Little Mermaid. Um, I guess should kind of relax because it 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 is technically fantasy comic books sci-fi genre <laughs> and uh we are actually joined by uh, a good friend of mine kyle <laughs> murphy aka the silly goose joining us here on below the belt show kyle how you, how you doing, doing man good am i uh showing up here yeah you're yeah. you're showing up you're sounding great and uh, um true. which is that, um is that via ocean city yeah that's right and yeah, uh the good. last good. second skype wasn't working <laughs> But I see the I see the lamp with the lighthouse. I'm like, that's got to be Ocean City. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good. At, how you doing, Chachi? Good. Good. Good to see you again. Yeah. Good, good to see you too, bud. Okay. Uh, so Kyle, we have Vince Isaacson and Lauren Mealy, uh, great actors based in the DMV, All joining right. us here, What's and up, also man? Mayor of Easttown superfans. Yes. So we're gonna talk about Mayor of Easttown, but I figured <clears throat> before we get to Mayor. We're going to like kind of pivot to HBO stuff and then kind of lead our way into Mayor of East Town. And then we're going to introduce our interview that we will actually be conducting. Myself, Kyle of Silly Goose, and Lauren uh, <laughs> will be talking to actress Mackenzie Lansing, who plays that damn bully Brianna <laughs> on Mayor of East Town. So uh, we're excited to, um, to present that interview uh, for you guys tonight. But um, in the production world, we're doing it in post. <laughs> but anyways, um, but let's uh, talk about some uh, HBO stuff since we're in the topic of HBO. Um, first of all, um, Robert Pattinson, the, the sparkly vampire who's now the new Batman, has signed an, a big deal with Warner Brothers Pictures and HBO Max. So... Basically, he'll not only be like starring in some of the projects, he'll actually have a hand in producing some of the projects as well. So he's become kind of like the Warner Brothers uh, go-to guy. Um, also, some big um, movie projects on HBO Max includes um, The Evil Dead uh, Rise. So it's um, it's basically years after filmmaker Sam Raimi unleashed The Evil Dead which is the classic, you know, zombie um, that thriller. That started it all, yeah. That started it all. Yep. 1981, right? Wow. So, um, 
wow, 40 years later, they're going to work on Evil Dead Rise, which is a new installment in the franchise. Still with Sam Raimi involved? Sam Raimi's still involved. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Um, uh, Let's see. Well, uh, Irish filmmaker Lee Cronin, known for his directorial debut in The Hole in the Ground, actually will be writing and directing. Sam will be producing. Um, So, yeah. So that that's cool. We get that tie in there. So that's sure. fun. Also, Al I, see, Al, Al, I see you've got your backdrop for your uh, your cameo. Yes, yes, my cameo, <laughs> Mayor of Town. You got yeah. any chance I get to promote myself drinking along Kate Hudson and <laughs> I'm sorry, Kate Kate Winslet and Guy Pierce. I'm going. To, sorry, God, get my cakes mixed up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to totally promote it, guys, for sure. Yeah, only only in Hollywood would you be like in the same room with two famous actors and not be looking at them. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Just in the fantasy world. Hence, I'm an actor. <laughs> can we? Not, Chachi, you know? Can we notice that like Guy Pierce looks exactly the same as he did in Memento? Practically, I mean, the dude. Yeah, he's a little older. He's a little greater, oh, yeah. but man, he's, yeah, he's a good yeah. looking dude. Yeah. Yeah, but but definitely younger than Prometheus. Oh, I didn't see Prometheus. Was he creepy? No one saw Prometheus. I did. Yeah, they aged him. Yeah, he was. He was. He was like a hundred years old in that one. Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to Mare in a little bit, but just a couple more HBO things. Um, The filmmakers behind Bad Boys for Life are going to direct the Batgirl movie for HBO Max, which is pretty exciting. and the Birds of Prey screenwriter, Christina Hodson. Alicia Silverstone, yes. <laughs> she coming back for that? <laughs> Wouldn't she be amazing? She now? better. That's the only way I'm watching. <laughs> were, you a fan? Were, were you a fan of Batman and Robin? Did you, or do you think that was one of the... <laughs> yeah. When she, did, she just shows up with no backstory, she's like, hi, I'm Batgirl. And they're like, okay, come with us. It was like... <laughs> It was like the worst build-up of a movie. Yeah, it, it definitely yeah. was probably the worst Batman film of all time. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it was. But the Birds of Prey screenwriter, Christina Hodson, will be writing this ba- new Batgirl film. All right. So cool. That is, was a good movie. That was a good one. I love Birds of Prey. A lot yeah. of people are giving it shit, you know, but I, I really yeah. liked it. It was fun. And people forget, I think, being yeah. fun and entertaining is the prime directive I of these fun. movies. And, right. Yeah. Unless you hate fun. But. Right. Yeah, I, I, want, <laughs> I, want be, I want to be miserable in a movie. There you go. You want to be visible? If anyone's a Sex in the City fan, you know they're doing a reboot. They just uh, announced Chris Noth will reunite as his character of Mr. Big. I never watched Sex in the City, but apparently the, that the Mr. Big character was iconic, I guess, for for some big reasons. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I know, right? I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> uh, Parker Posey, remember Parker Posey? She'll be um, starring along Colin Firth, Tony Collette, Ooh. Juliette Binoche in an HBO Max limited series, The Staircase. Wait, wait. So are all the characters coming back from that <clears throat> Sex in the City reboot? Yeah, you got you That's got Sarah, Mich- uh, oh, Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker. You have um, um, what's her name? Um, Charlotte and Miranda, the actress that played them. I mean, so, I mean, they got to be the same age as the Golden Girls when they started, right? I'm being I'm being serious too, right? Yeah. Yeah, most of them were just like, you know, in their 60s. How old was Sarah Jessica Parker? Uh, she's in her yeah. mid 50s, I believe. Yeah. 
56. Okay. Well, right. Did you do that, Al? Try. You probably did the. Did you do that show when she came to Washington for that pilot? Oh, you like, remember that pilot? I remember. I wasn't on it, but I know a lot of people worked on the pilot. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't work on that. It was called The Washingtonian, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was about it was, the... It was, the, it was the show that never made it, sadly, for whatever reason. Yikes. I yeah. don't know. About, I, I guess they the, shot the, the pilot and it was that bad. They never moved Yikes. forward. Which we hope that's not the case with several pilots that are are happening. Fingers crossed. Yes, exactly. Yes, fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, all right. So um, Wanda uh, Vision herself, or um, Scarlet Witch herself, Elizabeth Olsen, will be in a limited series called Love and Death. And Jesse Plemons uh, will be starring opposite her in that, just announced. Um, and it follows two church-going couples enjoying a small-town family life in Texas. Um, at least they do until somebody picks up an axe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just got right. dark all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, they're like churchgoers, and somebody picks up an axe. It's right. Yeah, it could be. It could be a Christmas movie. You know, it could be the blue-collar <laughs> guy. You know, he's out there chopping wood, and then like you know, she falls in love. <laughs> you gotta look, gotta look at the bright side. There We're it looking is. At, looking at uh, the bad things that an axe can do versus what, what good things it can right, do. Right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. An axe can bring people together. It can bring them apart. Right. Right. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mention uh, the staircase one, Al? Yeah. Yes. What do you know about the staircase? I got. I got to say something about this. This is wild. Yes, I don't know if you guys. There was some. Sh- I think there's a docu series about it, but. This yeah, it's I a real that. story based on, a, do- on Netflix. Based on the series. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't see it, but the real story, because I'm from I'm from North Carolina. I'm from Durham. I know the guy. I've been to this he, dude's he's house. A he's, he's a, a writer. writer, and 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 I, you know, I won't name too many names, but I I went to high school with one of his daughters, so I've been to like that house where this oh, uh, infamous yes. uh, murder took place. So it's crazy. I, yeah. When I'm hearing about the casting, I'm like, oh my gosh. They're looking for yeah. somebody to play this girl I went to high school with. You know, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So just for the people who uh, want to know a little more about it, um, so basically, someone named P- Michael Peterson was accused of murdering his wife. He claimed she died falling down the stairs at their home after consuming alcohol and Valium, but the police suspected he bludgeoned her to death and staged the scene to look like an accident. And the autopsy revealed. That she died from blows to the neck and head with a blunt object and other injuries. And, and the real, the real killer here is his previous wife also died falling down a staircase. Oh, I'm making air quotes right. there. So it's yeah. it's it's crazy. But I've been on that staircase. It is pretty steep. Oh. <laughs> Are <laughs> yeah. you defending Peterson? <laughs> no. I'm open-minded. Okay. I'm open-minded. <laughs> hey, I, I watched the whole thing. It was like 25 episodes. I you mean, it followed him. Oh yeah, it followed him from. Uh, I think it went over the course of about 15 years, and you got to stay open-minded watching the whole thing, because wow. you, you 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 want you want to believe in him, but you also realize it's it it's very outlandish, but it could be plausible. It's like you just have no clue. Yeah. Would but it translate wild. to a, a live series, a live-action um, scripted series? I guess so. When you said okay. that, I was like, I was wondering if that would be related to the same docuseries but apparently it is right. but i don't know what they could do with it i mean the docuseries is mainly him in prison trying to get out but it's or fighting for his case but yeah yeah wow interesting. i don't know but it's it's a wild docuseries you got to check it out 
We got dogs in all our cams right now. Lauren's doggy. We got Kyle's right. dog, Kira. Yeah. Um, I have no uh, furry fur babies. Uh, Vince or Chachi, you have your furry <laughs> friends? She's somewhere in there. You see her? Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> cute. Awesome. You got um, a cute little Kate Winslet next to you. You could I scratch know, your teeth. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so who remembers Garbage Pail Kids? That might yeah. be something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've seen documentaries about it. I, I <laughs> right, Josh, of course. Yeah. About the All real right. Garbage Pail Kids? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So they're doing an HBO Max series from the mind of Danny McBride. They're wow. developing an animated oh, God, series awesome. on on the uh, iconic Garbage Pail Kid trading cards. So, yes. um how? Yeah, so you can have Slurp, Slurp and Sally, and and Crazy yeah. Kyle, and Lucy yeah. Lauren, and Vagrant Vince, and Coochie <laughs> Chachi. I mean, you can have all kinds. <laughs> yeah, the yeah the original Garfield Kid movie was one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody has seen that before. Was it like live. puppets or what? No, it was like a live action. Um. Well, I the animatronics, it was like, it was like right? Makeup. It's like makeup on, yeah. Okay. Wow. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if they were little people. I don't know what they were, but they oh, it was okay. really creepy. It was like, it's just really a horrible script. I, maybe animated's the way to go, since that didn't translate well, well as live action. Yeah, but what are they gonna do? Like, just have like, you know, their head exploded, like a nuclear like bomb coming out of their head, like yeah, atom bomb. Like, I think that's perfect. <laughs> what's gonna be the story? <laughs> I mean. It, it, they didn't really. I mean, it's an early development. Um, yeah. It's inspired by Danny and Danny's love for Garbage Pail Kids, uh, and will be family <laughs> friendly for an audience of all ages. Oh, how okay. how are you gonna make Garbage Pail Kids? <laughs> I know that ruins it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cabbage Patch Kids, I get it, but not the Garbage Pail Kids, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I don't think mom and dad and the kids are gonna sit around watching the Garbage Pail Kids series. <laughs> right, right after you're done with Human Centipede, uh, right. enjoy the oh, man. Dude, yeah. That was yeah. a crazy one, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And finish off with some faces of death. Okay, <laughs> now we're getting really macabre. Oh, I remember that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amy, any Game of Thrones fans um, in the room? Uh, former, myself and Chachi. Former, former, former Game of Thrones fan. <laughs> the yeah. prequels and development of a- at HBO, uh, the House of um the dragon is the one that's centered on the targaryen targaryen family but there's another one called Ten Thousand ships which would follow princess nymeria who journeyed um with rainier to dorne and married lord moore's martel they just tapped the writer for that one amanda siegel she'll be writing that project also um a show that might have some scenes in washington dc is the watergate drama white house plumbers um, Woody Harrelson and Justin Theroux um, are joining that cast. Um, pretty exciting. I, I think they shoot a majority of it in New York, but they're going to shoot some stuff in here in Washington D.C. Yeah, I mean, and that could be another Christmas movie too. You know, some White House plumbers. <laughs> you know, just, they 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 melt this heart of stone of this of this you know Wall Street woman who comes down there. She's stressed out. You know, she like. You know, she doesn't have doesn't have time for the holidays. She has no time to shop. She's not into it, you know. But he right. he shows her the true meaning of Christmas. You know, he helps her slow down. You know, enjoy life a little bit. You know, and he can walk, unclog and, and walk and, and work on her pipes. Yeah. 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 Vice versa. 
Okay. Sorry, I have to throw that in. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is a good time to... Um... Oh, by the way, Captain Turner, who actually went to my alma mater, UMBC, she'll act- she actually just joined the cast of White House Plumbers. So that's pretty oh, cool. Awesome. All right. Pretty cool. So now let's talk about everything in the first six episodes of HBO's Mayor of Easttown. So many twists and turns. Episode five was the big reveal that the missing girls are not at all related to the case of the death of Aaron. Uh, and then we found out in episode six, the confession from Billy Ross that he did indeed kill Aaron. So some, some major things to, um, to think about, but there is more. There's a lot more to, to be revealed as the finale is this Sunday, guys. What are your predictions? Do you think Billy indeed <clears throat> kill? Aaron, who is the baby daddy? How are Dylan and um and the best friend involved? Why are yeah. they burning the journals if Billy uh, killed Aaron? So there's, what do you guys think? Any yeah. predictions? Yeah, these are really tough questions because I've never seen any of the episodes. I know, Chuck, you're not yeah. a fan. That's why we assembled <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. some subject matter experts on the show. Vince, can you start? What are, what are your thoughts? Man, I. <sighs> Oh, I will say this. From early on, I was very suspicious of uh, the, the what's the wife's name? John's wife, the 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 John's friend. John's wife, the best friend. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't know why. I was like, why is this character here if she's not? She just she was really giving me off a vibe, and I'm still kind of suspicious because I, Billy. It can't just be that Billy did it. You know, if Billy was involved, maybe he was coerced. Maybe he was protecting right. someone. Which I makes sense. Know. Yeah, yeah. I believe he did it, but he was Alan, you know some of my theories on that. Yeah, well, you're going to have to tell your theories, but but Billy indeed was the bloody one. They showed that, you know, that their father remembered Billy, you know, in the the washing machine room trying to, to, you know, wash away the evidence, pun Mm -hmm. intended. Um, Yeah, literally. Um, Laura, Laura, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's what I love about the show, because every episode you're like, oh, OK, I know what's going on here. And then by the end of the episode, you're like, what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So whatever. I, I mean, what was in that journal? The to- photo. It's all about that big photo. It's like, what that's, is that photo? That's the thing. Now, um, that leads me to wife- believe there's more to the story. But Kyle, you told- have a, you have a suspicion. You have a prediction <laughs> on where, what do you think is in that photo? Right, Kyle? Yeah, so I was saying that I think the photo is a threesome between mm. John and Billy and her. Whoa. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it hit me as soon as that's they were going a, fishing. As soon as they were going fishing, and that's a little maybe far-fetched, but when they were going fishing, I realized why would – wait, it's, it's John, yeah, right, right, John and Billy? The two brothers yeah. are John and Billy, yeah. yeah. I was like, why would John just be trying to take him on one last fishing trip? And then you could see Billy was kind of nervous – and he saw the gun and he, mm-hmm. and he almost was like, I better hold on to this gun. And then they're just fishing. And I was like, I'm thinking that John was somehow in on it sexually because there was something wow. at the cabin. So he's like, OK, Billy's done. He's going to confess. They're going to take him in. But now he's worried that what if Billy talks about the fact that they both hooked up with her to some degree? And that's what he's worried about. And then when they looked at that photo out of the journal, he goes, get her on the phone. Yeah, and to me now. Yeah, and to yeah. me that shows both of them are somehow in on it. Well, I'm thinking it's somehow a, it's a sexual picture, and I'm thinking it could be a threesome. And and 
she's walking right into the middle of it. Well, could it be that Billy just nervously um, you put the gun in there and was just kind of looking at it? I guess they didn't allude to who planted the gun in, in the fishing box, right? Do we know if it was John or Billy that put the gun in? I was in? thinking it was him that he maybe after he killed her, he hid it there. And he realized oh, really? he hid it there. But then he was like, I better hang on to this because things were getting kind of shady with, with his brother. Oh, I totally thought it, it, John had put it in there because John suggested the trip. I thought John packed the tackle box. He put his gun in there, and then Billy peeked in. I think he put some bait or something, and then right, I, and then Billy saw looked the surprised. Yeah, there was a moment yeah. where he so was you like, thought oh, Billy shit. looked surprised. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, and that's true. And it was like surprised, like what is there a gun doing here? But also he was surprised, like oh yeah, I hid the gun here. And then he's thinking, I better hang on to this. Maybe. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's either way. And and the threesome thing is the only thing in my head because they were sharing the cabin. And to me, John is completely in on it because, like you said, there's it would be stupid if it was just. It's obviously not just Billy at this point. Mm-hmm. And now you even says, said, "I need you to. I need you to say it. I need you to admit this, Billy." Like he basically says, "I need yeah. you to say this that you ad- you know, you admittedly killed Aaron." Right. I need you to say that. And he's like, oh, I killed Aaron. You know, I'm like, oh, shit, you know. But see, the, the thing is that we still have the, 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 the journals that are being burned by the other suspects in Dylan, the best friend, and the other friend, um, which, how are they tied into the situation, you think? Does anyone have a guess? I don't I mean, not to loop it back but also i feel like whoever john is having an affair with we don't know yeah who is that did they they didn't say a name maybe yeah character who comes in at the end i don't know i don't know yeah good point they never revealed the who the mistress was in that uh kyle did they no because i for a little while i was confused of what the hell was going on with all that but it was like no but i yeah i was that's what I was saying to you the other day when, before I even know we were doing this interview with, with we're interviewing Mackenzie Lansing who plays Brianna. Mackenzie, she did yeah. it. She definitely did it. It was, it was, uh, it was no. Brianna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking, the only thing I could think of was that somebody like John, for some reason, somebody was paying that kid and his friends to go in there and burn the journals. Wow. And it was, um, you know, it was, if they're not involved then somebody was hiring them to go do that. For some mm. reason, but um, the other than that, I have no idea how the kids are involved anymore at this point. What if just thinking about that kid? He's such a punk. Uh, what's his name, right. Dylan? Yeah. Dylan. Yeah, I'm like Dylan. starting to think: Did he like pimp her out to these guys? Did Did he know she was sleeping with her cousins? Did he help facilitate it? Right. You That's know, exactly I'm what I was thinking. Starting to think he, they're he, all he, kind of involved. Yeah. Yeah, because he knew from the beginning he was flat out so against her as an ex girlfriend and the mother of his kid. I'm like, why would he be such an asshole and call her a slut and be yeah. up for having his girl punch her? I'm like, right. unless, like you said, he knew about that stuff and he was facilitating it. Yeah. Dylan probably yeah. knows who killed Aaron. Right? Yeah. I think we've yeah. eliminated Dylan as the killer. Yeah. And we're, we're focusing on the Ross brothers. Or, or oh, you're right. Dylan... I, think, I think he knows who it was. Yeah. Right. Which will allude to him wanting those journals burned, which yes. kind of makes sense, I guess. It gets really deep. So, who is the baby daddy, though? Have we? Uh, have no, we I thought it was John. I thought it was John because because when I was thinking John wanted to take Billy out because he thought if Billy confessed, 
they do another DNA test or something, and then it would match John because he's Billy's brother. I don't right. know. You know. Well, that's what I was wow. thinking too. That's going to be the big twist. It's John because he was somehow part of a a threesome love triangle with him, but Oof. Billy always was more obsessed and wanted her more. Wow, that. yeah. that's a crazy prediction. <laughs> Holy shit! But but I'll tell you, you're sitting in front of the biggest twist, I think, Al. There is something very random about Guy Pierce popping in and being the, yes. the boyfriend. Let's focus on that guy. To um, me, that makes no it makes no sense with him in this. Like he's other got than to do with a him. love interest for Kate, maybe just an additional storyline to show that she's still, you know, trying to find love, even though she's got a lot of baggage. What is the yeah. deal with Guy Pierce, the writer? And any guesses? Is, is there more to it? Or is he just simply that character uh, as a love interest for, for Mary? Maybe he's the head Mar- uh, East Town ringleader pimp of all the girls. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy. But yeah, that's the thing. that All three girls, so the two kidnapped girls and Aaron were both, both all three of them were involved in escorting. That's right. a very good point. But oh. they, but they, they proved that the situation with the kidnapped girls um, is a completely unrelated case. But maybe there's another character that's involved with all three of them, you know? Um, so, you know, the, the finale is coming up uh, this Sunday and I know there's a lot going to be a lot revealed. So I feel like this is a great time to, uh, for our listening audience to uh, go into our interview, our exclusive interview with Mackenzie Lansing, who plays Brianna. I got to admit, I hated her character, but I love that she's on below the belt. Shirt. She's a fantastic actress. So let's go ahead and, and go to the interview now. And uh, and we do have to say goodbye to uh, Lauren and Kyle. Uh, Kyle, unless, Kyle, you have a change of heart and you want to keep drinking and talking crap with us. But I know, yeah. uh, Lauren, you you're, you got super early day tomorrow. So uh, Oh, come on. Lauren. Come on. <laughs> We'd love to have you back, I, though. I would love I, to. I, this is great. I need to take my dog out on the beach, and I'm, I'm kind of concerned that Al might be a suspect in this show. Oh. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we can't eliminate Al yet. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Vince, you're going to hang out yeah, with us a little while? Up there. Could be yeah, I'll hang out. I'll hang out. Vince yeah, is going to hang out with us. Woo-hoo. All right. <laughs> so, guys, here's our exclusive interview with Mackenzie Lansing, who plays Brianna in HBO's Mayor of Easttown. We'll be back right after that. All right, guys, we have our special marquee interview on Below the Belt show. My gosh, HBO Mayor of Easttown is literally my favorite show right now. It's so many twists and turns. Our special guest is actress Mackenzie Lansing, who plays Brianna Del Rosso. Mackenzie, thanks for uh, chatting with us here on Below the Belt show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. And when we say that we love the show, like we literally spent half an hour on our podcast talking about who the killer was, who the baby daddy was. Um, and I, I and since you're one of the stars, I'm curious, do they give you all the scripts, you know, everything or do you only get scripts of your scenes? So they give you a script of the episode if you're in the episode. Okay. So and they only give it to you sort of as the show goes. So I didn't originally have episode seven so with other people you know cast and crew we were all kind of like fanning out being like who do you think did it and everything like based on the limited amount of you know information that we had at the time but yes now i have read uh, all seven episodes 
Wow. So, you know, and uh, we, again, we were discussing because we, we just think it's a combination of, of the crazy Ross brothers. We think, uh, I mean, obviously Dylan has uh, a major part in it as well. So uh, our, the guessing game was just insane. But you've really added that because your character was uh, a primary suspect. And uh, I was curious after like the first episode or so, did you have... Um, any social media like things like uh, or fans like saying you did it you did it you know because you know the obvious the, uh, the obviously after the first episode people think it's you because of the physical altercation right no I think for the most part people were like red herring red herring you know like it's definitely not okay her, except for like a couple I think that now so I've been following this thing on Twitter right where they have a point system going for all the characters have you seen this so like they boost people by points yes. according to every episode and so now that my character has sort of come back and been like you know more likable I guess slightly more likable uh, people right. have made me go up by like 2000 points because they're like oh it's less obvious so therefore you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> Right yeah awesome. that's great well, I guess, first of all, tell us about the audition process of landing the role of Brianna. How'd that go? Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any sort of plug into the show. I went the regular route. You know, I auditioned. I went for three rounds of auditions. Um, but I think that as soon as I read it, and I don't feel this way all the time, but as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is for me. Because um, I think that to be able to tap into that kind of aggression and anger takes um not that I am that person today but I was a very angsty teen and so I was like I've thrown a punch like I've been you know you have yeah not not like in defense not like (laughs) attacking anyone but I've been in fights before when I was like a teenager so I was like I don't think a lot of the actors reading for this are gonna be you know the kinds of people who have been in similar situations I was also bullied a lot as a kid so like I also was on the receiving end of that so I felt like that prepared me more for it or something Wow. See, talking to you in person. um, Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Yes, please. Well, yeah, I was curious. What was the scene? How was the audition as far as um, what was the scene you were you were auditioning with or playing off of? So the first audition, they kind of gave us um, one more scene for each audition that you made it to the next round. Uh, For the first audition, it was the fight scene. They wanted to see, you know, if yeah, if you could be that character who was very sort of in your face and really sell it. Uh, so that was the first one. And I think that the second one, I'm trying to remember, I think they did them in order. So I think the second one was like the confession. And then the last one that they sort of gave us, if you made it to the third round was the Dylan scene on the porch. Or so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What, what a pivotal scene that was, by the way, that kind of just, I mean, when people were trying to guess the killer and the baby daddy, you know, things, which back to Dylan, when we thought, you know, thought Dylan was, was in the clear, you reveal in that scene that, that he was not home when he said he was home. And that just completely just threw a wrench in, I guess. Everybody's <laughs> I guess. theories, boom. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> theories. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so good. Did, so, you say, uh, did you say, Mackenzie, when you were first reading the script? Because you know now you were saying, were you just reading along um, the script and then finding out more and more? And then you get yeah. to the last script and then you're like oh shit okay yeah a lot of us were walking around being like we don't know if we're the killer you know like oh okay like yeah yeah right right that makes sense yeah i love it well tell us about like getting into character because you're kind of like a a rough 
Pennsylvania small town girl. And I know that Kate Winslet is English and she's talking and saying water, like the Philly, <laughs> mid-Atlantic, Baltimore accent that, that a few of us are familiar with uh, being from Maryland. But uh, how did you get into that character? Did you do any dialect um, coaching, I guess, to, to yeah. talk a little more uh, from the area? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I'm from France, so I'm already familiar with having to, like, make myself sound, uh, I, I mean, I'm French and American, but my accent when I first moved here was a little bit more choppy than it is now, so I'd already done some of that work in school, so I'm very familiar with, like, phonetics and things like that, you know, tools that you use to sort of, um, you know, help build an accent, but we also had a dialect coach on set who was amazing and who was actually from the Delco area, so this was like her baby, you know, she knew exactly what the accent was supposed to sound like because she's from uh. there and all that. You look yeah, so cool. authentically East Town. <laughs> you did so well in your role. I'm like, wow. I was, I was telling I was, someone earlier, I showed up to the first audition with like giant hoop earrings and a really ugly sweater. That's perfect. That's Delco <laughs> right there for sure. <laughs> How did you like working with the cast? Uh, Dylan, uh, or sorry, Jack Mulhern, who plays Dylan. Mm -hmm. Kaylee Spaney, who plays Aaron. Um, how were they as scene partners? They were great. I mean, you know, Kaylee has so much to do in that scene, you know, where I'm like beating her up, where she really had to focus. And I think we wanted to stay in it as much as possible, but also make sure that everybody felt really safe. Um, because even if you're not really getting, you know, beaten up, you're, you're in a very vulnerable situation. So we tried as best as possible to make sure that she was comfortable and could do her work. And she's an amazing actress. So I think she did a really great job. And uh, yeah, they're awesome. And all the other teenagers, you know, kids who play the teenagers on the show, uh, in between takes, because it was very cold, we were like playing cards in one of the trailers. So we all got to know each other uh, very well. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And how about Kate? I don't know if your, your character interacts with with Mare that much, if I recall, but how about I have working? two scenes with her. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. The scene where I get arrested and then the other scene where I sort of reveal more information to not spoil yeah. it who haven't watched uh, the latest episode. But um, yeah, it was really amazing working with her. She's such a generous actor and person, you know, with her time and everything. She really took on the role of like mentor um on set not just to me but to a lot of uh other actors now when you say mentor does that mean like coaching like coaching in the scene or anything in particular it, it, like everything like we sh we talked a lot about each other's lives i told her about a breakup i was going through she oh wow literally you know and compared to you know she shared some pieces from her life and related to me and then also you know was really encouraging in terms of like acting and was like you really have something like please never quit like you're she was just very encouraging and to hear that from Kate Winslet um you know is a big deal because you do go through a lot of self-doubt in this business so to have someone like that validate you definitely helps <laughs> that's awesome how, um how did you enjoy working in Philadelphia because uh, I have actually had the pleasure of uh, doing some background <laughs> on episode one I was at the bar no scene way. when when uh, Mare, uh, yeah, when Mare <laughs> meets uh, Guy <laughs> Pierce, the writer, for the first time. And uh, that's actually the wallpaper <laughs> initially. But I, I didn't want to be too self-indulgent <laughs> and have that when you were on. But, that would uh, be amazing. You should have put the wallpaper of you in the bar and then just, like, stood exactly where you were in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been like you were coming I, I, to I life as you. we started. <laughs> I begged to do that. 
I, I, I can actually change it, but while, while I'm changing the background so you can see it. Um... I'm still convinced Al's the killer. I've been telling him. <laughs> <laughs> they just had him, like, walking around in the background of the bar. I know. <laughs> there, there he goes again. I tried to be as creepy as possible, but how, how did you enjoy Philadelphia in general? Oh, my God. I loved Philly. Like, I'm not just saying that. Like, I, I'm from a kind of a rough area outside of Paris. And okay. a lot of times I go places and I have a hard time relating, but like Philly culture is like the French rough and tough culture where people are really kind of have a hard shell on the outside. But then when you get to know them, they're super loyal, super kind and generous. And yeah, I loved it. I was like, I want to buy a house out here someday. <laughs> oh, nice. Did you get a Philly cheesesteak? Did you try some of the, the Philly did. staples, a Wawa hoagie? Those kind oh, yeah. of things? Absolutely. <laughs> I, did I gotta all. love all those Easter eggs. The Wawa hoagie, uh, especially with the kidnapper. He had the Wawa wrapper just sitting next to his Winston <laughs> cigarettes. It was just like, you know, it totally reminded me of home. You know? Yeah, you're like, what's more Philly than that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love it. Well, um, so uh, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. We're, we're so, uh, so much anticipation for this finale. I mean, I'm sure you've had friends, family, maybe even ask. You know, I'm sure there's strict NDAs. With all the actors, but um, have friends and family been like trying to guess and trying to get you to accidentally every day uh, reveal my, something about? <laughs> yeah, my family doesn't call me anymore to know how I'm doing. They're just like, so I have a theory about the show. I'm like, great, I'm fine by the way. Um, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I'm fine by the way. They're more they're more. I've gotten recognized stuff. like right. a couple times in New York City, and people are like, so like, no, just between us, who did it? And I'm like. No, like I signed an NDA. That's yeah. not gonna I, happen. Yeah, those NDAs are very serious. Oh, I, yeah. I know that much. Yeah, um, yeah. If you, uh, yeah, that's a thing. I mean, and we're talking <laughs> major network. Oh, there's my. Uh, I just want to. There you the, are. The, Wait, where yeah. are you? Is that you sitting in the background? <laughs> oh yeah, that's him in the back there. Wow. Yeah, I'm suspicious <laughs> of you now. I don't know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I loved it. That's so awesome. Um, all right. So we'll, before we get back into more um, mayor talk, but um, let's talk about, uh, I guess, your journey as an actor from from France to New York. And um, you have some great credits on your IMDb, I noticed. But uh, tell us about the journey uh, and landing, uh, I guess, coming from a theater background in France and landing television projects. Yeah. I mean, I really just started doing theater in France because I was a really shy, awkward kid and, you know, I was learning two languages at the same time and with my dyslexia that resulted in originally not being very good at either. Uh, so, you know, my mom thought that like doing theater in France would help me sort of come out of my shell and, you know, speak the language more. Um, and then I you know, that teacher brought in a, a director who was looking for a 16-year-old, like a real 16-year-old, to be in a part in this play in Paris. And that was my first professional role. And then I, you know, I got into school here, moved here and everything. And I think I always wanted to go back and I always wanted to stay in theater. And I was very like, oh, no, I'm going to go back and do French theater. Like, that's going to be my thing. But I, I didn't. And I first time I did TV and film, I was like, nah, yeah, I'm doing this now. And I'm probably going to stay in New York. <laughs> How old were you at that age when you first, yeah, landed a, that role on a TV show? I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. A lot of actors have to, you know, because you have that age range, 
And if yep. you're a little older and you can still play high school, then, you know, go for it, right? It's one of those yep. things, right? Yeah. yeah, that makes total sense. Because Old you know, enough. Just hold up, hold up some fingers and then... No, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, a lot of the characters are in high school. A lot of the younger cast of Mary Town, and I'm pretty sure some of them are in their 20s. It's possible, but you never know. You never know, right? I mean, I think it's safe to say most of them are over 18 just because it's easier, you know, in terms of paperwork and stuff like that. And child, like, you can't have a child yeah. on set for more than eight hours. I know that from working with kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did, so you're, being from France, first of all, the American accent, I mean, did, you, did New York just completely absorb your French accent? Or if you even had one to begin with? Or? I didn't really have an accent. It was more like, and this still happens when I spend too much time in France, where I, like, over-articulated to try to overcompensate. And then, you know, you wouldn't really notice that I had an accent, but then I'd be you know, talking in a conversation and instead of saying like, oh, stop beating around the bush, I'd be like, you saw, I have to stop walking around the pot. Like I would just translate like expressions <laughs> directly from That makes French. more sense actually. It does, yeah. right? I'm like, why are people beating this bush? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things don't translate uh, yeah. exactly, right? That makes sense. So who do you who do you have to thank as far as for a role like this to get the audition? Do you have a manager and an agent? We met yeah. Penny, the publicist. Is it like somebody said, you've got to get in for this one? I yeah, mean, I who mean. Who was the superstar there that threw it your way? Uh, I honestly, who was it? It was my agents. Yeah, my agents at yeah. Clear Talent Group are amazing and are very good at throwing things my way that they know are in my wheelhouse, but also, uh, you know, that I, I do a lot of edgy, like, sometimes problematic characters and I think that they yeah. know that about me so they know if they send me that stuff that I'm going to be able to to do that material so yeah I definitely have my agents to thank for that they're amazing I love them that is awesome That's of awesome. course they're like can those... you say stop texting my man bitch <laughs> they're like yeah also well, I think get in the original draft she said my man like way more times like I don't re I don't know if I'm making this up but I think in the original <laughs> script that I read it was like my man like a bunch uh, yeah. which was fun <laughs> <laughs> no I, I saw I watched your episodes of the deuce today oh yeah see, see some of the range of, of the, the the edgy character how did you uh how did you enjoy working uh on that set and of course you had some great scenes with Maggie Gyllenhaal who uh is a great actress and of course the and were, was there any, like, trepidation of doing a role as, like, an aspiring adult film star kind of thing? Was there anything like that? So. Um, you know, to be completely honest, yeah. But I have really good agents who protect me. And um, uh, Alan Washington King, who uh, – Alan Washington, sorry, I said his name wrong. He, you know, plays the other actor who is, uh, you know, the guy who's in that scene. And him and I got along really well, and he's so professional, and that made it a lot easier. Um, but also, like, the deuce has been sort of groundbreaking in doing intimacy work, you know, where it's like if there's right. any kind of sexual content, it's a stunt. So there should be an intimacy coordinator on set to help you do that. Um, they were very good about that, and also good about, like, if there was anything I wasn't comfortable with, like, changing it and all that. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we certainly saw that, of course. Uh, that probably was the case uh, when you went down on your knees in that first scene of episode uh, eight, season three, I think. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. That's that's sounds, that was my, too exact. 
That was my second introduction for you. First was like you're you're beating um, Aaron to a pulp in Mare, and then the second the other one. The one I'm a what are your dream what is your dream project um is there a genre or character or someone to work with or, or that, that you would love to add to that acting bucket list yeah i think so far i've been pretty good about knocking people off the bucket list who are like stars that i want to work with because like you know kate winslet and maggie gyllenhaal like were two of my favorite actresses before oh, wow. ever booking any of this. Um, so like next on my list is definitely uh, Frances McDormand and Saoirse Ronan. Um, and then some other people that uh, maybe, you know, your listeners don't know, but, you know, Leisha Haley and uh, Samira Wiley from um, Orange is the New Black, people like yeah, that who I great. really love their work. Um so yeah, those are some people that I would really love to work with. And in terms of like the project specifically, um, you know, I like these uh, edgy characters, not always bad, but just, I guess, complicated characters. And I would like to continue down that road um, because there's just so much to do there. And I, I like a challenge, uh, but eventually I would love to do it all to be uh, someone who produces and writes and acts in their own show. So I can tell a little bit of my own life story. What about like the sci-fi or superhero genre? Oh yeah, I would love to be like an innocent-looking, secretly very evil like superhero. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> awesome. Now, what, I could see what, that. I, could yeah, see I think it would be great. Up. Marvel, DC. Do you have a preference? Yeah. Ooh, I love both of them, and I'm okay. not gonna pick a side. I mean, I do have a soft spot for DC. I'm not gonna lie, but Marvel's been doing some really great stuff lately, so I'm not gonna be picky. My yeah. gosh, I mean, the stuff on Disney Plus is phenomenal. Yeah. I want to ask Lauren if you have any questions for Mackenzie as we're, uh, you've been a little uh, on the. Sure, sure, sure. Hi, Mackenzie, I'm Lauren. Hey, Lauren. <laughs> she's, our, she's our Mary Beast Town super fan. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you had so many great questions. I didn't want to like jump in. No, please. Yeah. Go ahead. No, well, I, I like rewatched that interrogation scene today. Um, and I, I won't, you know, say too much for people who haven't seen the show yet, but, um, it's just, it was such an awesome scene. Um, you know, because you're, you come, so you both, you and Kate come in so hot, you know, and you're both like, they're so high and there's such a big reveal in that scene. Um, and you played it so beautifully. And I was just wondering, like, were you intimidated or at, by that point were you just all relaxed and, um. And I, I, yeah, how did you deal with, I guess, the, the pressure of that scene? I mean, I was intimidated, but you like use it. You know what I mean? If, you know, if I have a moment of switching out and thinking, oh my God, Kate Winslet is staring daggers at me right now, then I like, I let that land. Like, what does that do to me kind of thing? Um, but she's very intense. And I think that also when I get into something, I get very like, you know, I do the work to be able to, the homework to be able to stand behind what my character thinks, even if what they think is really messed up. So yeah. I do enough homework so that I get there. And then that moment I'm like, no, I'm standing up for myself. I'm, I'm right about this, even though like, she's wrong. But I, in that moment, think that I'm right. But it was really intense. I, I definitely told people, I was like, I thought she was going to punch me. Like, oh gosh, yeah, that I was 
the way she was looking at me, I was like, I might get hit by Kate Winslet. And I was like, I think I'm okay with that. I think that'd be, I'd be okay. Um, (laughs) And then also, but then, you know, we both had so much steam, like at the end of that scene, like we kind of ad-libbed where like I left and I think I told her to go fuck herself. Sorry. (laughs) You can say whatever after you want. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And then she was like, and then I was, I was walking out, like she, she had the best ad-libs, man. She was like, you know, because Officer Trammell is walking me out, and she's like, you better change her diaper, Trammell. Like, it was really good. Uh, we did a few, like, takes like that that didn't make it to the cut, and I totally understand why. But, uh, yeah, we uh, we did a few back and forths like that, which is really fun. That is, that's awesome. Because I was wondering that also, because, you know, you're saying lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. And it was just, it was so well done, and it just felt so natural, and, um, and it worked well, really great. Craig Zobel was really great about that. Like, you know, obviously I did my work, but he sort of came in in that moment and was like, okay, like, yeah, but like, what's the panic going on here? Like, how can you approach this from different angles? Like, aren't you at, like, you know, where there's a moment where like part of it, like asking for a lawyer is literally asking Zabel for help. Like, yo, are you going to do something about this dude? Like, this is illegal. <laughs> yeah. Now, cool. we were debating on the show, if you, I guess, was it meant to be, um, up for debate with the gun placed in the fish tackle box, whether it was John or Billy, because I believe, Lauren, you think it was um, John, right? And Kyle, you thought it was Billy putting in the, uh, and I, I was like, I wasn't sure. And I wasn't sure which way, I guess, the director He's trying intended. to get you to reveal and crack. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's a lot going on with these Ross brothers right now. around that pot, Mackenzie. <laughs> It's so it walking be, around the pot. So. Was it meant to be confusing or, or, or straightforward of who put the gun in the tackle box? What I'm saying. Wait, what's your question? Was it co- was it meant, meant to be confusing of of which Ross brother put the gun in the tackle box? I'm not sure because you know that's not a scene I'm in. But I, I to me the way I read it when I watched it was that it's meant to be confusing. But I don't uh, know. Right. Uh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. So it throws into my theory that if what was in the photo from the journal. Ooh, that's the other question. So, 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 so my big my big theory is that it was a threesome between the brothers and Jess, and and that's okay. going to lead us in a direction where Kate's walking right into the middle of what's going to be a big feud between the brothers, because one could easily have been turned in, but he goes, "Let's go fishing." So that's my theory that it's going to be them two together. And, An incestuous uh, cousin threesome, Kyle? Is that what you're implying? But, well, yeah, well, not incestual, but it's some sort of threesome with the two. Well, and they are related, aren't they? The brothers, yeah, but not with the Jeff. brothers. And, and well, Aaron. I mean, um. But he said Jess. Are you talking about Jess? Yeah, wait. Jess is um. Wait, Aaron's the one that died. <laughs> yes, yeah. Aaron's the one that died. Yeah. Yes. I was saying Jess. Yeah, I was mixing up their real life names too. Cause that's yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, with Aaron. So okay, you're talk- yeah, that's why I thought when you said Jess, I'm like, okay, okay you're talking about uh, Aaron, uh, Kaylee Spaining, right? Gotcha. Yeah, so I'm thinking it's the two brothers together, and Billy put the gun in there after he killed her and realized he had the gun, and he was like, oh, shit, I better hang on to this because I'm going fishing with my brother, and I don't really trust him. So mm-hmm. I know you can't say anything, but yeah, I'm thinking it's Billy has the gun there, and the two brothers are in on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my lips are sealed she waited a little, so she, I think I'm on to something <laughs> are you or am I just a really good actress I mean, yes <laughs> you are yeah. the I'm photo kidding. the photo is the one that just we're, it's got to be a complete what the F moment 
um, that photo. So yeah, that's, um, what that's what I'm thinking. Both the brothers are in that photo with with Aaron. I meant yeah. Yes, with Aaron. Okay, now now it makes sense. But so it would be an incestuous because they're all related, right? Aren't they? Well, Aren't they all cousins? Well, no, no. Well, Aaron's related to the Ross brothers, right, Mackenzie? Yeah, as as a niece. Yeah, she's their niece, right? Yeah, because Billy okay. was already obsessed with her, but it's going to bring John into the picture. Wow. Yeah. John's well, not as innocent as it's making it seem. Right, right. Lauren, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was yeah. going to say, I'm so glad Brianna came around, like, in the, the most recent episode and, and you know, said, uh, you know, admitted about Dylan, like, knowing that Dylan wasn't there in the middle of the night. And, you know, you said you were concerned right. about DJ. The, the eyes are going back to Dylan in that case, but uh, but yeah, May thirty. That's a story mystery. And why, the, you don't know where the kids tie into it beyond that with all the yeah. Know what's yeah. going on with that now? It's just insane. So there's so much going yeah. on. May thirtieth. That's this Sunday. I, I'm going to be watching. Everyone here is going to be watching. The whole whole world's going to be watching. Um, and if you haven't seen Mayor of Easttown, you got to go on HBO or HBO Max. I mean, it's only seven episodes, but literally, I'm on the edge of my seat every goddamn episode. I'm like, holy fuck. So yeah. it's that good of a show, Mackenzie. And uh, we thank you so much uh, for uh And, and, and something's up with the guy behind you, Al. There, there's something with, with Guy Pierce, I said. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm thinking he doesn't make sense yet. He's, oh, he's yeah. going to have some surprise <laughs> twist. Yeah. I cannot confirm the guy. He's going to be up to something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Mackenzie, if you could, before we let you go, uh, let us know who you are. Um, throw out your character on Mayor of Easttown and let us know you're on Below the Belt show. Throw out a plug for Mayor or catchphrase or whatever you would like at the end. Uh, I'm Mackenzie Lansing. I'm an actress and writer based in New York and L.A. And you can see me most recently playing Brianna Del Rosso on Mayor of Easttown. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mac Lansing and on Instagram at Mackenzie Lansing. So just my first and last name. And then let us know you're on Below the Belt show. Uh, oh, sorry. Like, a, a, like a promo. So you're basically saying oh, who hey you guys, are. Um, and then, yeah, right. so I got you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, I'm Mackenzie Lansing and I am, I am on, ooh, sorry, I'm Mackenzie Lansing and I'm on Below the Belt Show. So, awesome. Yeah, that's no, perfect. I'll put it all cool. together. Awesome. And let's do a nice little snapshot on the count of three. One, two, three. Awesome. Mackenzie, you're amazing. This is so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, Thank you so you much. Now. We cannot wait for the finale and uh, your next big project. We'd love to. Have you back? Yeah, me too. This was so great, guys. Thank you so much. Thank Penny, you. thank you and so Penny, much. Penny, you're awesome too. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about Penny. Yeah, don't forget <laughs> me just because I'm in a little box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still that's... powerful, even in a little box. <laughs> oh. Yes, you are. <laughs> Take care, you guys. Thank, thank you so you much. All right. Wow. What an incredible um, interview. Wow. Mackenzie Lansing, guys. HBO's Mayor of Easttown. Incredible interview. So, And we're back. That's right. We, we are back with Below the Belt Show. Al Soto, your host with the most, along with my co-host, Chachi McFly, the king of the 80s. And guest co-host tonight, actor Vince Eisenson. Thanks What's up, everybody? Yeah, stay, thank you. Uh, thanks for sticking around for the late, the late shift. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, 
but yeah, we got some more stuff going on in entertainment. So uh, let's just uh, resume where we last left off. Uh, for those who have Apple TV, um, that seems like the you know the the stepchild of the streaming services, right? Not not as many people yeah. have Apple TV Plus. Well, most people get it for free. Who like um who have purchased an iPad or an, uh, iPhone yeah. in the last year or so? Yeah. Well, Michael Hoosman, who um, has been in Game of Thrones as Dario um, on HBO's Game of Thrones, has been cast in upcoming Apple action thriller series called Echo 3. Um, also joining uh, him will be Luke Evans. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, you know, it's an action thriller series. Uh, basically, it follows a young scientist who is the emotional center of a small American family. Uh, the scientist goes missing along uh, the border of Colombia, Venezuela, and her brother and husband, um, uh, with deep military experience, uh, struggle to find her against a backdrop of, of secret war. Um, so, yeah, that sounds pretty deep. Um, yeah, um, let's see, what else do they have on Apple TV? Uh, Apple TV's adaptation of Hugh Howey's Wool novels um, will be uh, a part of Apple TV's upcoming slate with Dune actress Rebecca Ferguson. Speaking of which, Dune, man, that is one film I'm really looking forward to. Um, the trailer looks phenomenal. It's a Timothy Chalamet kid again, but uh, I believe Dave Bautista's in it. Um, so many so many great actors attached to that project, but the most important thing is that that film wasn't the original Dune film wasn't well received, but the the novel was well received. So that's an example of a reboot, yes, remake. Because so many yeah. things get rebooted and remade that you, you you don't really need to see. But I think right. Dune is one of those examples, you know. Right, like 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 you don't remake Back to the Future because that was already perfect as it was. But you know something like this example, yeah, the sure. Ghostbusters. The all-female yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah, you don't do that. Flat. Yeah, yeah, you don't. You yeah, don't do that, that shit. That fell flat, but you know they're they're trying to, um, you know, take you know erase that movie completely, and they're doing a sequel, a proper yeah. Ghostbusters three sequel movie. Which that I people think wanted was, it in the first place. That's what people exactly. That's what people everybody's like. Everybody, everybody's like, please do Ghostbusters three. We want to see it so bad. They're like, All right, here you go. Here's something that has nothing to do with the first two, and none mm-hmm. of the same um, people playing the, the same characters. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we want. This no, so this is an interesting original um I guess biopic of sort of bio series uh, about the the rise of Uber. So it's the basically yeah. an anthology series, but the first season will tackle the rise of the ride sharing app Uber and um uh Joseph Gordon Levitt will star in it. Um so he will be Uber's so Gordon Levitt is playing um, Uber's first CEO and co-founder. Um, and that's for sh- is that Showtime or Apple? That's going to be on Showtime. Oh, okay, cool. And yeah. you said first season. Uh, the, so it's going to be an anthology. So the first season will tackle the the Uber storyline, and then upcoming seasons will probably tackle other. Um, DoorDash. Uh, yeah, maybe the DoorDash <laughs> CEO. <laughs> okay, I, I was going to say I'm, I'm like. Like I thought, I thought you were saying like it's gonna be like multiple seasons just for Uber. I'm like, I, I mean, I don't think yeah, no, I that think much. Very, yeah, it's a, a very finite story. Right, yeah. right. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see how that is. That sounds pretty cool. Um, there's a couple shows on FX. One uh, that's uh, in the works. One is called Shogun, 
Yes. Um, Yeah. Oh, you know about that one? I'm excited about that. uh, Hiroyuki Sanada and Cosmo Jarvis, based on James Clavell's novel, the same name. Yeah. Yeah, terrific novel. I can't wait to see how they do it. Yeah. So it tells a story of a Western and Japanese perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you heard of it? I have never heard of that guy. Cosmo? Yeah, I'm not familiar with Cosmo Jarvis. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the lead role. I'm, he must have an amazing agent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they should just put Vince Isaacson opposite. Uh, come on. Uh, or Yoki Sonata. Come on, right? <laughs> we're gonna, if we're going to do that game, right? That's right. <laughs> um, also on FX, a comedy pilot um, where Jeremy Allen White has been cast in. Uh, you might know him uh, from Showtime Shameless. He's one of the the the, um, the siblings in that family, um, so that's something to look out for. Over on Paramount, gosh, can you believe there's another streaming service that they really want to try to get you subscribed to because they're starting to put good content on there. There, uh, Mark Wahlberg has a sci-fi thriller called Infinite, which will launch on Paramount Plus this summer. Um, mm. But um, it's based on the 2009 novel, The Reincarnationist Papers. So um, Wahlberg's character is haunted by memories of skills he has never never learned and places that he's never visited. Wow, that's so deep. Like all of a sudden you wake up and you can play um, piano concerto or you, you know, I mean, yeah, or, or, or you talk about visiting Abu Dhabi when you've never, you know, it's just like, yeah. that's wild. I mean, like, you could go like endless Endless scenarios for that plot. Yeah, it'd be funny like, if he woke up and then, like, Mark Wahlberg woke up and all of a sudden he could, he could have rap. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, and, like, like, there was, like, the funky bunch standing there. Like, <laughs> like I would love to see him going. I mean, that would be funny if he went on a tour again as Marky Mark. Just a Dude, one, one tour. His brother, you know, tackled acting and then he went back into the new kids, right? Yeah, yeah. But why, why can't, yeah, it, it's a normal, yeah, progression, you know, go back yeah. to work, you know. Work. Yeah, I don't think he even talks about it, does he? Not really, no. Yeah. <laughs> a funky bunch, you know, yeah. it, was, it was a hit song, man, you know. Him staying there in, like, um, Calvin Klein. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Women would like it. I'm I mean, sure. Some men would like it. I mean, not, sure. not my cup of tea, but <laughs> some men would. <laughs> <laughs> not your cup of tea bag. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. That's a good one, Josh. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so the Peacock, another big streaming service. Um, they're doing an adaptation of the best-selling novel *Red Queen* by Victoria mm-hmm. Victoria Aveyard. Um, it's a young adult fantasy novel of an alternate near future in which America is ruled by a, mon- a monarchy of superheroes. That's mm. kind of cool. Monarchy of Superheroes takes over. Interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, Elizabeth Banks will be executive producer of that. Is it like random superheroes or ones that we've heard of? Um, you know what? It's based on the novel, so it's definitely not based on the DC Marvel, uh, you know, superheroes that we sure. know. So what it's going to be one of them going out on a limb for like a superhero um, <laughs> um, saga. That's, that's why That's not? Crazy. You know, yeah. there's so much. There's so it hasn't much. Been done before, though, but you know, it's like taking this rare concept and trying to run with it. I guess <laughs> it's crazy. Superheroes. The boys. 
special powers is that what you're saying yeah <laughs> um, um invincible the animated series again based on an independent comic book which both phenomenal both I mean, phenomenal I, series i mean i enjoy like these superheroes i mean, I mean they're overdoing it now like we're, everything coming out of superheroes well, yeah i mean um yeah the uh, emily blunt no, mentioned how obscure but, the property is it's like oh let's like a movie off of that make a tv show off of that yeah yeah no um uh, emily blunt mentioned in an interview uh that she she doesn't want to do it because it's just so saturated it is yeah you know the television shows movies i mean then again people are watching it and they love it and that's why they continue to watch it and love it but yeah. it is a genre that has been done a lot yeah. you know and uh why not make some comedies like <laughs> like like something different yeah, Comedy's I, harder, man. It's harder. It's riskier now to, to yeah, make a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In today's cancel culture, you got to be uh, yeah. careful about everything you say. You can't, you can't make jokes like, anymore. For example, Saturday Night Live used to be very edgy, very... <clears throat> I still enjoy Saturday Night Live. There's still <clears throat> great aspects. Chachi, I know you, you don't particularly enjoy it, but, uh, you know, they, they have their um, season finale, and uh, again, I love Anya Taylor-Joy, who hosted it, and the, the opening segment was really... Um, really memorable because they kind of talked about the pandemic um and then it kind of reflected on the year and stuff like that it was very kind of like a heartfelt opening mm. you know to it but um and then you had little nas x who was the uh, musical performer supposedly had a um a wardrobe malfunction on stage oh, that, can't be, <laughs> that can't be good <laughs> so um but yeah no saturday night live you know they, they you know the comedy in it, I, I notice that it does lean very liberal. Mm -hmm. sure. um, but and but you know, John Biden, Biden gets some of the the, the punchline. You know, he gets a, sure. some some of it as well. But doesn't it seem like I mean, I haven't, even if I don't watch it, I feel like every Monday somebody from the show is apologizing for a sketch. <laughs> like, we're right. so we're so sorry we aired that. Like, yeah. come on, it's it's yeah, SNL. I mean, yeah, I mean, Lorne Michaels is still the showrunner, but. Um, yeah, they've had some some controversy over the years. Of well, course, I saw that... people people were bitching about. Um, remember that classic Chris Farley, um, Patrick Swayze um, <laughs> skit, where where like um, Chris Farley was trying out for the Chippendales and so was right. Swayze. Right. And, and they're both dancing in, in front of like for an audition, and then right. like Patrick Swayze just um, squeaks by and wins, like you know, and then Chris <laughs> Farley's all. And people were saying like. People were saying just recently, like, um, and and different people were talking about. It. I think even Chris Rock was right. on saying too, like, oh, you know, that was mean spirited. They shouldn't have did that um, skit. You know, I'm like, what are you talking? That was Chris Farley's whole like shtick was like mean spirited was, like, was the being big the big guy, guy. the big, yeah, the big the fat guy. guy or whatever, and falling exactly down through falling through tables. <laughs> like, you're you're trying to cancel like a, a 30 year old um, skit now, like, and and, like, a, and a guy and an actor who's no longer with us at that, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, leave the guys who are dead or retired alone. Like, they're bringing back, you know, old interviews of David Letterman when the guy has been long retired. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't host his own show. They're going to say that he, he he asked the very hard-hitting questions. He kept pushing and pushing, but... He's an interviewer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's just like... He's trying, to get, he's trying to get information out of people to entertain the audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess we got some uh, cancel culture stuff, I guess. Um, we can talk a little bit about that. Um, so as you know, the Golden Globes, they uh, um, are canceled. They're canceled. <laughs> they're canceled for 2021. Um, and they're not going to return until 2022. Um, 
Or is it 2022? Or the other way around. No, yeah, 2022. Right. Yeah. 2022, uh, because they, they just aired this year. That's right. So the 2022 awards are canceled, and they're, they're not going to return until 2023. So they just yeah, made my, an announcement. The whole announce- year next year is now ruined. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they just announced that you know they're trying to make the reform, um, and um, they intend to regularly update the industry and public on our progress with our timeline, with more details to come in the upcoming weeks. So they are, um, and I mentioned this on the show already, I mean, um, they've already been reprimanded. The 2022 awards, that's not going to be till January of next year. There's plenty of time for them to, to, to do well, you know, because yeah. you're not going to, don't think about just the, the HP, uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press, but also the actors and and uh, and the showrunners that, that would have been recognized for their hard work yeah. are going to be completely just um, ignored for as far as receiving a, a Golden Globe Award because they're not going to have fucking awards. Just because, yeah. you know, and, and, and Tachi, you mentioned that there were African-American recipients for this year's Golden There was a lot. Award. Yeah, it was, like, it was like five or six big ones. So despite the fact that there was no one of African-American descent. But it was the most diverse um, panel of voters of any award show. It was, a, it was so diverse. Because from, they're foreign press different countries, every countries right. yes yeah mm-hmm. it's insane to me you know i think it's a little over the top they could have just been able to people people follow people follow like i i don't believe the that trends that, like, that was, like yeah completely uncalled for yeah. for that to be canceled because there's a lot more people involved with the awards than just the hollow foreign press there's yeah. actors there's showrunners there's, there's producers the directors you know there's so many people that that want their work to be recognized and you're basically I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, that was a little too much in my opinion. Um, looks like actor Danny Masterson is just not doing well, man. He's available for work, I think. He's available, but I don't think anybody <laughs> will hire him, again, sadly. So they're going to move forward with his trial, uh, his rape trial against three women yeah, that he's... brought about, uh, about allegations from him back from back in 2001, 2003. So the, his lawyers are trying to argue statute of limitations were met. Um, basically, they said, do the severity of the case, um, the statute does not ap- uh, apply. Mm. Uh, so um, also fi- uh, facing an upcoming uh, trial is Allison Mack from Smallville. She was kind of like that ringleader in the Nexium cult, that sex uh, oh, yeah. sex trafficking cult with Keith Renier. Yeah, oh, yeah she was yeah. indicted. And her hearing will take place on June 30th. So um, Wow, okay. So yeah. what, is, what is she being tried for, like recruiting for the? So yeah, sex trafficking, oh, sex trafficking. Um, cons- cons- conspiracy, forced labor conspiracy. Um, basically, she recruited women to join Nexium cult using blackmail uh, to force them to engage in sexual activity with Keith Renee mm. against their will. But it was disguised as a women's self-help group, but oh, yes. involved branding the members. With like the Keith Renier, um, that's right. The KR, the little KR, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which also oh. kind of looked like an AM for Allison Mack. That's right. Shady as fuck, man. Um, so she's got a trial coming up. I'm curious to see how she will plea, um, guilty or not guilty. We'll basically see there. I think initially, her initial hearing, she pleaded not guilty, but that that could change for the for the upcoming trial. You know, I, I'm getting breaking news right here that um, actually um, they're going to replace um, Danny Masterson's um, character um, 
was it Hyde and that's Hyde on that seventh show? Yeah, yeah, they're 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 gonna they're gonna you know superimpose um Tig um Tig Notar <laughs> over every episode <laughs> of his character in that seventh show for for all the seasons. It's, oh, it's gonna be a lot like of work. 10, isn't that like ten seasons of that seventy show? They're gonna I have think to so. yeah. visually yeah. impose Tig Notar. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. <laughs> And I'd, I'd, probably, I'd, probably, I'd probably watch it. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a big project. That would be an interesting high. That would be interesting So you know, the previously canceled um, Kevin Spacey is trying to make a comeback. Did you know? Uh, talk to you. I actually, heard about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's Frank, returning to acting yeah. in an Italian film um, directed by Franco Nero. Oh boy. Yeah. Called like, you know, the thing. He never was really like. He never was convicted or even tried. For any of those alleged crimes, because yep. everybody ended up ended up dying. One one person died. No, it was, like, was, it was, like, it was like three. I think it was like three. Three people died. Did yeah. You, did you something fishy about that? I mean, I mean, <laughs> the three of his accusers have I died. I watched parts, and um, and um, you know Frank, how Frank Underwood is. Yeah, Frank Underwood. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was like, it was like I, I believe it was three of them died, like in some weird way. Staircase. I think it's somewhere like these shady like suicides and like. Yeah, it sounded bad. It sounded bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that saying I'm not saying one thing or the other. I'm not, I don't want him to come after me. But right. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just some crazy stuff. Yeah, man. I don't get so, underwooded. Um, I mean, yeah. So basically, um, yeah. So what happened in House of Cards? Uh. So there's 20 young men involved at the Old Vic, the London theater, which, where Kevin Spacey was the director, uh, reported of misconduct against Spacey. So 20 people what, when he was involved with that theater. And then he was charged with indecent assault in Nantucket Island, Massachusetts, in a, with an incident of, involving a teenage boy. Spacey also pled not guilty for that, that one as well. Yeah. And then you're right, Chachi. Uh, one was dismissed when the alleged victim died. Um, so two sexual assault claims against Spacey. Um, I'm only reading one case where the where the accused I, died, but there's I several think more. Yeah, I just read something about it being like three. Right. Yeah. Like, like, wow. Yeah. Me and me and Al tried to get assaulted by him, but it didn't work out. <laughs> what? Putting words by Al. What the hell are you no. talking about? No, no we, we're, not, we... we're not his type. He likes him a little younger. No, we tried. <laughs> we tried to meet him. We tried to meet yeah. him, and, and he yeah. was talking. He was talking to these um, what's the proper term? Is it is it twinks? Is it that's the proper term? I don't know. That is, is that a, a term. Point? That's a term. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A term, yeah. This is the House these, of Cards rap party. These young. Tachi, how did you make it? Gentlemen. How did you make it to the House of Cards rap party? From all my sense of sense of work on the show. On House of Cards. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, was, I was behind the guy in the um, in the clinic scene. When when Robin Wright asked you, oh, what did you do in the series? You were, I saw you try to come up with. <laughs> what did I say? I forget now. I think you said you did background work, <laughs> but you, but you're trying to come up with. Yeah. Because <laughs> you worked on House of Cards, right? Yeah, I didn't get an invite to the rap party. No. Yeah. Oh, what the hell? I was one of those like uh, B D team staffers. When they couldn't get the real yeah. staffers, they gave me a call. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah I'm, show I'm, I'm conflicted because Kevin Spacey is a hell of an actor, <laughs> so like <laughs> I would like to see him like his work again. But mm-hmm. I hope that what was alleged wasn't true. Sure, it feels like kind of like you know basketball. You get kicked out of the league, you you go play in Europe, and I feel yeah. like yeah, 
that's what he's doing, I guess. Yeah. yeah he went, he's yeah. living in Baltimore too. Yeah, he went. He went playing what? somewhere. He lives in Baltimore. I heard he lives. Uh, he has a. I think he might even rent one of the um, the Sagamore Pendry's um, hotel suites, and he lives there. So he still lives there. He still lives locally, yeah. Wow. He, must he like also has here. a house in Annapolis too, I heard, but I don't know if he still has that house. Yeah. But um, yeah, pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> Kevin, if you're listening, call in next week. Yes, we gotta get Kevin Spacey on. What the? I don't know. He's gonna... I don't doesn't, know. Doesn't he have, might... doesn't he have a room at the? At, doesn't he have a room at the at the boys um, boys Latin school? <laughs> like, is that a room? Or is that just a rumor? Yeah. And you know you have to do something really deplorable to have teen mom and former porn star Farah Abraham to accuse you of assault, right? So this is Northern California Mayor Dominic Fapoli. Um, apparently hit, um, he's accused of sexual assault against eight women, including the teen mom, Farah. Eight women. Eight women, yeah. yeah. And he actually had to resign from his, uh, his position of mayor in Windsor, California. So... Yeah, you know, they, you know, that's the scumbag list for this week. Yeah. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of year are you living in? Where you're the mayor and you're gonna be sexually assaulting people? It's like, it's not like the '80s. Like you can't just go around. <laughs> you can't just go around being, doing being that. Being the mayor, sexually assaulting people. Like, yeah. Jeez. Like, 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 you know, you're gonna get a lot of scrutiny on you. Yeah. Well, you're a reality television star, Chachi. Did you tune in the American Idol? I did they had not. they announced the winner, Chase Beckham. Mm. Um, he, um, he, uh, yeah, he won against, uh, Big Willie. He was like the Ruben Stuttered kind of, okay. um, clone. Why was uh, that? They, they made the final two on uh, American Idol this year. Why was he like, why, why was he like Ruben Stuttered? He, similar size, similar velvet voice as Ruben Stuttered. Really? Is he, was he a white guy? He's a black guy, but about, oh, black guy. Oh, same black build guy. as Ruben, okay. yeah. It's so a big, big, big black guy. Big, remind yeah. You so, remind you of Ruben. <laughs> You're trying to get me yeah. in trouble, man. Stop, man. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, dude, am I, I going to get canceled just by being here? No, 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 no. You're, no fine. You're fine. You're <laughs> fine. <Yeah. laughs> so there's a lot of controversy on American Idol, dude. Oh. So, you know, we talked about one of the top five contestants, apparently – an old TikTok video, yeah. which is interesting because TikTok wasn't around four years ago, I think, but he was 12 and now he's 16. So a little bit of a debate on the age thing. So like how young he was. Then maybe, right? I don't think TikTok was. I think that's really. No, someone might have uploaded it, uh, an old video more recent, right? Oh, roll, an old video to TikTok, right? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so he basically was sitting next to a friend wearing a KKK hood, allegedly. So ba- basically, he it wasn't him, but he was sitting next to the guy, uh, and he was eliminated from the competition. You sure as, it wasn't like a dunce cap? <laughs> like, uh, sure. I don't know about that, are they, dude. Are they still around, dunce caps? I don't know about that, man. Uh, but not only that controversy, but there was another guy named Arthur Gunn, who apparently did not show up to the finale. Apparently, and this is—he did not disclose it, but he had unpleasant environmental experiences that caused him to ditch the Idol finale. He was supposed to sing with Cheryl Crow. Imagine that—you're yeah. an up-and-coming yeah. musician. You're asked to perform with Cheryl Crow of all people. Oh yeah. And then something goes against your personal morals, um, which he didn't divulge what the reason was, but he basically did not show up. Kind of oh. fucked up. Okay. You know? I, I honestly, mean, is that show still, American Idol is still on? 
Their finale. Yeah. yeah, they just had their finale. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, it came it came back after a couple seasons, right? Yeah, it had like a two year hiatus, yeah. and then went from Fox to ABC. Is Ryan Seacrest still in there? <laughs> yes, he's yes. anywhere. Well, he well, he had controversy for a while, right? He had he had a Me Too accusation, yeah, but they yeah. they they ended up finding out that the woman was just after his money. What? So so that's the thing. <laughs> like when when people abuse the Me Too moment, both men yeah. and women. Right. That's when it's just giving it a horrible name because you're you're just basically using it for, you know, for potential, you know, settlement in court, you know, if you're lying about it, you know. So, so, so that's what happened. What happened with that? Did it, did that person go to jail? I don't think so. I think she she might have not just she probably didn't go forward with the charges, you know. Yeah, but that's that's part of the problem. Like people can make up lies that can ruin somebody's life, and mm-hmm. then they don't go to jail after they make up a lie. They should it should be the same kind of penalty as as if somebody did sexually assault somebody lying about it because then other people who dig it, it, it sexually assaulted be, people won't believe them because other people should lie be penal- it. yeah it definitely should be penalized yeah. they just been um yeah, yeah right Seacrest doesn't have any time to even sexually assault everybody he works like eight jobs <laughs> yeah Regis, time to yeah just Regis's replacement on on Kelly and, and he's Kelly and Ryan and then he's got yeah. American Idol he hosts all the red carpets he's got his podcast yeah the American Top 40 he does the Casey Kasem show yeah yeah yeah, yeah, he, yeah he even does he even does the Dick Clark um, Rockin' New Year show that's right right I mean, yeah 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 man so he's you know he, I don't know yeah it's kind of crazy but yeah the voice like, actually crowned their champion wrong. too. But like the voice, I'm not, you know, it's just not. I mean, there's more scandal in American Idol. That's why I like American Idol. Yeah, than scandal. yeah. <laughs> it's Cam Anthony from Team Blake uh, is their season 20 champion. God, that show has been around for 20 seasons. The Voice. 20. 20 seasons. Wasn't like uh, what's his name? The the fuck you guy was. That was the first season, wasn't it? The fuck you guy. <laughs> the fuck you guy. His song was called Fuck You, wasn't it? Oh, CeeLo. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> That was 20 oh, seasons he, ago. He was actually Me Too'd as well. He was Me Too'd, yeah. What? Yeah, oh, that's why he's no longer on that show. <laughs> but he, he actually raped somebody, right? Oh, Allegedly, yeah. yeah. That's the thing, man. They don't, that's, there's some things you cannot uh, come back from, and that, that's yeah, certain. You can't, yeah, you can't rape. You cannot rape. You cannot rape. You cannot, yeah. Just, uh, but yeah, I, I look forward to never hearing any of these people, um, their songs anywhere. Looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the last like the last like 15 seasons of each show right. i've never heard it since carrie underwood carrie underwood yeah i mean she's like the big name i mean you know chris daughtry you know he's a big yeah. name um but yeah i, I mean I kelly wasn't kelly kelly clarkson, kelly clarkson. Yeah, she go. was the original american idol winner yeah. wow and yeah, that the original early but for the, you're right for the most part it, like the voice didn't produce any memorable well, we had Dia Frampton. She's amazing. Uh, we had her on Below the Belt show. Um, she was uh, the runner-up on The Voice. Um, but, but for the most part, most of the, the, the Voice winners haven't gone on to find any, you know, other success, you know. I mean, like, for instance, the Billboard Music Awards just took place uh, last Sunday as well. And, uh, yeah, I don't see any Voice candidates in any of the categories there. but. <laughs> <laughs> or American Idol for that matter, but um, the weekend top artist of 2021. Um, he won a ton of awards. Weekend pretty much sweeped um, the Billboard Awards, um, but um, it was a fun award show. They should have swept his um, Super Bowl performance. Oh, too soon. Boom. Too soon. Right. Too soon. And no Grammys. Didn't he say, I'll, I'll never accept a Grammy or submit for a yeah. Grammy? 
Yeah, because he was so pissed that he didn't win. But like, yeah. he sweeped the uh, the billboards, yeah. but he didn't win a single Grammy or even get nominated. Or did he not even get nominated? Not even nominated. Yeah, I don't know yeah. the deal there. But I thought he was nominated yeah. for some stuff, wasn't he? Or he just didn't win? I know he didn't win, and he was very upset about that. Uh, he was very vocal about that, you know. Um, um, yeah, I mean, new artist is Pop Smoke. Name here, Pop Smoke. Uh, male artist also the weekend. Female artist Taylor Swift. The weekend. The weekend. <laughs> The weekend, but no reason to read um, the rest of those. You can always check those out. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, celebrity gossip stuff. So, um, interesting enough, Chachi, you sent me this that uh, Elliot Page, formerly Ellen Page, uh, posted a shirtless image to Instagram, marking the first topless photo shared by um, the actress, the actor, sorry, uh, since undergoing uh, top surgery. Um, and a lot of there was a lot of debate whether the abs were um, natural. They weren't. Um, no, you got to think that she kind of kept out of the public eye during the pandemic. She posted the one she announced that she was going to go trans, uh, uh, female to male. And then she had. Um, I don't think she posted anything until her recent like Time magazine photo shoot, where she, after she had the top surgery, she was covered, so you couldn't tell yeah. whether she had abs or not. She technically could have, you know, developed those abs with that. Like washboard abs, and like I mean, yeah, she never, she never she, had abs before. Well, you got to think. I mean, with, been, with hormones, um, yeah, and yeah, then been, constantly not, working out, yeah, and I've also been, already being thin. Yeah, but I've been a male my whole entire life, never had any fucking abs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and how how she get abs in like. Like two yeah. months. I mean, I think because she, the, the the hormones is is adding the, the the testosterone actually, and actually people that some people that that are are, are workout that they take tea like uh yeah. like loose testosterone to to help with the workout. So if you're taking male hormones, if you're um in you know kind of isolated, you're out of the public eye, um you go through your um transition. She probably had time. And I'm sorry. See, I'm already fucking up the pronouns. You know, cancel Al. I think someone's going to cancel, gonna cancel right me now. just because uh. I'm referring to, you know, uh, Elliot Page as her former pronoun. Yeah. Um, but um, you get one more chance. <laughs> I mean, you know what? The, the surgeons did a good job. I mean, if I look, you looked at it. I mean, they they did a good job with, you know, people are commenting. Well, great, mostly mostly positive. Um, comments on Elliot Page, you know, uh, of her, you know, shirtless first time she's wearing, he's wearing shrimp trunks, you know, that sort. Um, and I've always been a fan of uh, Elliot, Ellen Page, you know, yeah. all the way back from Juno to the X-Men movies. You know, I'm a big Marvel guy, so I love, you know, her portrayals, Kitty Pride in the Marvel yeah. uh, X-Men movies. Um, Inception. Inception. Yeah. Um, Umbrella Academy, but again, very curious of how are they going to handle her character of Vanya, who's a cis woman, for uh, season three of Umbrella Academy. We don't know how how that's going to go, you know. And we can't have another, another uh, man taking uh, work from a, a woman, right? Right. <laughs> we can't have that, right? <laughs> hey, how's that work? Right. Oh man. <laughs> like, like I, just, I just blew everybody's mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> So Demi Lovato also announced that she's gonna um wants to be to go by they them. Oh. Okay, so what is up with cis men and women still wanting to put I'm trying to understand why cis men and women do the her, you know, 
hers, she, him, his, uh, on some signatures and stuff like that. Uh, well, yeah, 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 I know why. Vince, do you know why? Like, does anyone know? I, 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 I know why. Chachi? Yeah. <laughs> you want to comment on that? Yeah. It's 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 a way to it's a way to to kiss ass like the way to like to show everybody I'm a good person, you know like obviously you know what I am but I'm gonna put this that way. If trans people put it, it doesn't seem weird because I'm putting it in my and I see it I see it at you know during day jobs and stuff I see it all the yeah, time. Yeah, day job, lots so, of day jobs. It's like, yeah. it's like it's like I know what lots the fuck of every doing. publicist I've dealt with for Below yeah. the Belt show, Booking Talent uses the. The pronouns, yeah. you know, at the end. You know, it's, no matter a, what. it's a way to virtual signal and show that you're a good person. I haven't seen many they thems though. No. Very, very, in fact, the sand. <laughs> I, I sent you the, the Sandman cast announcements. That, yeah, uh, they had they, the they pronouns had on there. All the pronouns for them, right? all the actors um, that will be involved with that project, um, with all the pronouns. See, that's where I did have a question. I saw that poster, and they had the pronouns under. The character name. So I was wondering, are, are you saying all these characters are those pronouns? That's actually and, really good... and the actor has to match that. Yeah, that's or... a good question. I think it's. I think it relates to the actor. Okay. But that, that... that's a very good point because the, the 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 spare character, one of the characters in Sandman was 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 that like a not before the term non-binary was was out there. It, that's what the character went by. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah. But Demi Lovato, going by they, them now, I think that's, uh, you know, after a lot of healing and self-reflective work, you know, mm -hmm. um, Demi's going to yeah. go by that. And if you if we, if we were to get an article that that they uh, <laughs> uh, portray with that, it, it, like, it wants to, like, blow your mind. Like, it's just so confusing. Because mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. cause the article's talking about, well, well, them went to the store and, like, <laughs> and yeah. You're like, what the hell's going on here? They went crazy. to the store. Wait, yeah. uh, wait, wait, who did who did Sally go with? Yeah. No, they. Like, yeah. Sally is uh, you know, just Sally as an example. It's like, or even or Demi for that matter. Demi. Oh, oh, they they went over who? Demi, Demi and who? Demi and who? So, like, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like um. Frog in her pocket. Like. Yeah. You no. Know, it's like, I mean, I, I I understand the need to be woke. I get it. Um, but, you know, um, Gina Carano got in a little bit of heat because she put the bebop boop. Yeah. You know, she's kind of making fun of the the. Was that, a droid? Oh, was yeah. that a droid talk or something? I don't know. if It was droid talk, but she was uh, kind of like beep bop boop instead of she her yeah. hers. You know, um, uh, got a, and that that kind of was one of the tweets that kind of added fuel to the fire. But it was like the, you know, being Republican or conservative is kind of like being um a, a Jew in Nazi Germany. That that was, whew, that was a crazy comparison. But uh, um, but nonetheless, you know um. You know, you gotta you gotta tread carefully, but you know, let's let's just let's not go overboard now, you know. Demi Lovato, I mean, like do you think some people do this kind of stuff just for publicity? I'm not no, saying Demi Lovato is, but like it's an easy way for people to be like, Oh, look at look at look at them. <laughs> look at look at them. I don't wanna yeah. imply I don't wanna imply cause and effect, but they yeah. do end up getting quite a bit of yeah. publicity, so it yeah, I, I'm sure they had their own reasons, of course, right. but it does tend them, to get a lot of interest when it happens. Yeah, them, them very well might. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this but will the record kind of show, like... I was not laughing at anything Chachi right. said. Exactly. You're, 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 Likewise. You're throwing, you're throwing <laughs> off, off off camera. <laughs> Likewise. <Yeah. laughs> well, this this brings me to my um, one of the final topics and a little bit of WWE stuff. Not much before we uh, conclude tonight's show, but 
the Velveteen Dream was kind of like a non-binary character in WWE. And that's great, you know. Um, again, representation matters. That was Patrick Clark who portrayed this character. Did, he, did um, them get into trouble? Them got into trouble. That's right, Kasi. <laughs> he was among the list of names released by the WWE this week. Oh, but wow. the, the thing was, that goes a little more deeper with Velveteen Dream, he's supposedly accused of talking to a teenager under the age of 18 online and supposedly dick pics were sent, um, which he alleges that did not happen, that he was hacked. But he, also, but he also added that because he could not help, apparently the teen that was uh, talking with him wanted to pursue professional wrestling. He wanted to be a wrestler. He gave him some pointers, but he couldn't, he can only go so far. <laughs> yeah, he gave him a pointer, right? Yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> he said he was pretty much vilified after he said he couldn't go any further. So the teen did what he could and accused him of predatory behavior. Wow. And Patrick Clark denies all that predatory behavior. He says he was just doing that because he's, he's salty because I didn't help him, you know, as, as much as I could. So the team was underage. The, the, he was underage. Yeah, he's on the um, Apparently, um, there were some nude photos, but uh, the, that I don't know if that was tied into that particular instance. That might have been someone else, but yeah. nonetheless, if you get hacked, you get hacked. I mean, you know, um, didn't um, Thor get hacked? Chris Hemsworth? Or one of the actors yeah. from the Avengers? So, I mean, when somebody gets hacked and it's sent to, to all your followers by accident, I mean, that's Sadly, something you can't control. Um, sure. But I mean, um, if it ever went to trial, couldn't you just make them look and see if it matches the pick? I mean, <laughs> seems like an easy way to solve that. <laughs> you can match the dick to the face. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but if they were hacked, it could have been a picture already on his phone. Oh, that's true. That's right. true. Right. Yeah, it was a, it was a picture already on the phone. He kept current selfies there just in case right, a submission there. came up. Yeah, and then someone yeah, hacked yeah, into the phone. You, yeah, you can't. I mean, if you gotta be you gotta be on on the roll. You can't like. I mean, if it comes up, you can't just like wait a minute while I um, get around. Yeah. You, know, you right. gotta be like, you know, because the moment might be over by then. You gotta be you go. shoot, shoot right. out of a cannon. Keep it current. Keep it current. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think the WWE was pretty much faced with because um, they already had to do budget cuts. They cut a bunch of wrestlers last month. And Velveteen Dream was dropped this week, um, along with Alexander Wolf, Ezra Judge, Skylar Story, Vanessa Bourne, Jessamyn Duke, uh, Kavita Devi, um, and a couple referees were, were released this week. So they kind of just said, you know what, he's already in supposed alleged hot water, so we'll just include him with the rest of the releases. But uh, oh, Might as well. Yeah. And Adnan Verk, the Raw, the new Raw commentator, Seven weeks with the company, seven shows, and he decided that it was not for him. WWE and him decided to mutually part ways. So apparently he couldn't handle getting back on the road. He's like a family man. He's a legit sports broadcaster. And WWE, as you know, is going back on the road, Chachi. So they just announced five-city tour schedule. And because of that, I guess he realized that he couldn't handle the scheduling of doing – WWE and also working for his other, you know, ESPN or whoever, you know, other uh, companies that he did, you know, broadcasting for. So just couldn't make it work. I guess he should have realized that the pandemic was going to be around forever. Eventually, you know, (laughs) the show's eventually going to go on the road, you know. And are they they going back to full crowds, do you know? 
Yeah, well, the first one's going to be in Texas and Fort Worth, okay. July. So no, um, three dates in uh, Texas so no far. No limited capacity then, huh? And then they're going to announce more. Um, okay. I didn't, didn't really say. I think it's going to uh, vary uh, from state to state regulations. Um, just like concerts that are returning, I'm sure. I mean, I'm a big music fan. I'm I'm happy that uh, you know concerts are returning um, this yeah, fall. Probably. As early this fall, the bigger shows, like the big yeah. music festivals, are coming back. So um, yeah, man, it's just it's, it's just nice to get back to some a uh, little bit of normalcy this summer, guys. You know, we're yes, gonna have some indeed. fun. We're gonna get back yeah. on set, Vince, and just yeah, oh yeah, go crazy. You know, and we're uh, still gonna be wearing masks, but we'll get back on set. We'll we'll get back on set. Yeah, and a couple more things before we wrap up. Um, Marcus Buff Bagwell arrested in Cobb County, Georgia. For speeding, failure to lead in an intersection, false data to the officer, a hit and run, following too closely, reckless driving, driving with the median, driving with the influence of drugs, dry, <laughs> driving on the wrong side of a road. See, if the big boss man was still alive, that never would have happened. Right. He would have arrested him on the In spot. Cobb County, Georgia. Exactly. Yeah. All and all those, all those offenses <laughs> in yeah. one arrest. And he pleads not guilty for all of them. And he pleads not guilty for all of them, probably. Because <laughs> yeah, he he's buff and he's the stuff. He was hacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before we wrap, we got to announce some sad rest in pieces for um, those in the industry of, who are no longer with us. We have Lois uh, DeBanzi, veteran actress from Annie Sister Act, Adam's Family Values. Um, I think Annie was one of your favorite 80s movies, right? King of the 80s. Not one of my favorite. I mean, okay, you enjoyed yeah. it. She played yeah. Eleanor Roosevelt yeah. in it, I believe. Because I think Annie sang for, at oh, the yeah. time, President uh, Roosevelt. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, rest in peace, um, Lois. Also, um, Mark York, uh, best known for Billy Merchant in the NBC hit show The Office. Yeah, RIP, man. Yeah, I passed away at the age of 55 for due to an unexpected illness. Man, that's young. Um, yeah, that is young and really sad. The actor that voiced the Sebastian the Crab in Little Mermaid, Samuel oh. Wright. What was his name? Samuel E. Wright. Oh, okay. He was an they actor hit, and a singer. He had uh, a great voice. Under the Sea. The yeah, sea. yeah, everybody under remembers Under the Sea. Uh, under the Sea. No, 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 yeah. Chachi no, just... sent me that a young actor... Who played um, a kid in School of Rock? Right. Um, the movie with um, Jack Black, right? Yep. So apparently he was 12 years old when, when he shot this film, and now yeah. 20 years later, I guess he's now uh, 32. Sadly, had passed away at the age of 32 from a biking accident. Oh my! Damn, that sucks. So he was he was riding his bicycle, and then a driver hit him. Um, damn, that sucks. Fuck. Horrible, 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 horrible. Um, but with death, we, of course, we celebrate life. Um, Emmy Rosam from Shameless is a new mom. Uh, her and husband mm-hmm. Sam Ishmael are now parents. Wow. And then, of course, we have birthdays today. Uh, Stevie Nicks. Happy birthday, Stevie Nicks, 73. Oh, Stevie Nicks. Oh, still yeah. amazing voice. Amazing. Like, I saw, amazing talent. I saw Fleetwood Mac um, in concert a couple years ago for the first time, and she's yep. still just incredible. I mean, they all were um, pretty incredible. And I loved uh, seeing her get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. in New York. Yeah, definitely one of the most unique female voices out there. Yeah, like great when you, show. When you hear it, you're like, that's definitely Stevie Nicks. She's fantastic. Let's see, Philip Michael Thomas from Miami Vice, King of the 80s, <laughs> yeah. 72 today. Uh, Pam Greer, 72. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, her. 
Uh, Doug Hutchinson from Green Mile, 61. Yeah. 61. Wow. Okay. Bob I feel Cat- like he was my age in the Green Mile, but he might have been. <laughs> Shit. Anyway. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, let's see. Comedian Bobcat Goldwave is 59. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And he was one of those comedians that you're like, they would always get these hot girls, and you're like, like how the hell? Oh, yeah, he dated, like, the hot girl of the show he was working on, right? Yeah, that... Married her? Was it Nikki Cox, was her name? Yeah, Cox? yeah. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a um, Married with Children uh, ripoff. Yeah. Like, she was yes. kind of like a Kelly Bundy character. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Back, we all know about that, so something. <laughs> I, mean, I, I read about, about it. I read about stuff. Read yeah. about it, read about it. I'm a student of history. <laughs> We're actors. We kind of have to hide our age, right? <laughs> Let's see. Lenny Kravitz. I'm going to go my way. 57. Happy birthday, Lenny. Lenny Kravitz, 57. Wow. Yeah. And, of he course, he's the dad like... of Zoe Kravitz, if you didn't know. Yeah. She came out of his balls. <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter, 55. Happy birthday, Helena. Wow. Okay. Joseph Fines from Shakespeare in Love is 51. Um, Matt Stone of South Park is 50, and Lauren Hill is 46. And Lauren I have wow. other people, yeah. Happy birthday to them, yeah. That was a uh, birthday the today, Fugees. and uh, the Fugees, yes, the Fugees. So, they I guess uh, that concludes tonight's uh, Below the Belt show. And of course, we're going to end with cl- the classic cut from Chachi. But before we get to that, let's go ahead and thank the amazing panel that we've had. From part one and part two, starting from with top right, to bottom. from top to bottom, of course, we have to um, give props to my buddy Kyle Murphy, um, who joined us, joined us for some HBO Mary Reestown talk. Yeah. Actress Lauren Mealy, thank you for joining us, Lauren. First time uh, appearance on BTB. We'd like to thank, of course, the panel now, uh, starting with Vince Eisenson. Congratulations on your uh, latest uh television project uh, when you're able to talk about it we'd love to have you talk about it here on below the belt show absolutely absolutely go to turfvalleyshow.com i am still pitching turf valley yes show. turf All valley right, cool. show and hopefully hopefully for little, for the dmv acting community there will be some um additional casting calls hopefully maybe some more characters uh, will be introduced so. That's, well, that would be cool right that would be very cool <laughs> i will be whispering in their ears to make that happen <laughs> I did get a call back to say. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, thank you so much to Mackenzie Lansing. She's amazing. Um, HBO Mayor of Easttown, the finale. My, how forward are you looking to the finale of Mayor of Easttown, Vince? Oh, man. I, that's appointment TV, man. I can't right? freaking wait. Yeah. I'm, that's I'm on the awesome. edge of my seat. Awesome. <laughs> and of course, the people that are always here, King of the 80s, Chachi yeah. McFly. Yeah, we're chained to our desk here. <laughs> I'm Al Celebrity Soto, guys. So we're going to close tonight's show with Chachi's Classic Cut. So Chachi, take it away. Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi's That's right, it's Chachi's Classic Cut back once again, where each and every week I go into our dusty archive of cassette tapes, pick out a classic cut, usually from the 80s or 90s, and play it for your listening pleasure. 
just a few and, seconds. It's really legally out there. Just a few legally, a few legal seconds, you know. And if you want to hear the whole song, go to your app and play along at home. You know, go to Apple Music, Amazon Music, you know, Spotify, wherever you, know, you stream music. Wherever you stream your music, or or steal somebody's <laughs> password. But this is um, a song. You know, now we're approaching the summer season. Yes. You know, and Memorial Day. I know summer doesn't start until like, you know, three quarters into June. But you know, this really, it's true. Memorial Day, Labor Day, because nobody cares about summer in September. You know, people are drinking pumpkin spice and shit at that point. Well, it's still Labor Day weekend. That's still summer. But well, after that, anyway. Yeah, after that, you know, summer's pretty much over for most people. All the pools closed and shit. You know what I'm talking about. People you know. go back to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's over. But this is one of the classic um, summer songs by a, uh, by, uh, you know, formerly well-known rapper. I haven't heard much about him in, in the past, you know, few decades. But it was okay. a rapper by the name of um, the Fresh Prince. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where has the Fresh Prince been? Nobody knows. It's one of those. It's to do like one of those behind the music type of things on VH1 yeah. to find is out. Name, where is his name Will Smith? His real name? I don't know. I, don't, I have to look it up okay. on Wikipedia. Okay. It, it doesn't say. It just says Fresh Prince. But he was popular back in the day. <laughs> nah, I do know, know who his, he is. With his partner um, DJ Jazzy Jeff. And I know. Is, I know what song. Like, I know exactly what song. It's you know, um, this is parents that still understand. No, I'm kidding. This is <laughs> this is a song called Summertime. Summer, summer, yeah. summertime. And it's actually, um, yeah. they had a big sample of um, a song by Cool and the Gang on there called Summer Madness. And you, and you even hear in the song, like, this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of Summer Madness, which was an old um, Cool and the Gang song from the 70s that they sampled to it. So it's like the whole melody. So this is DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince from May 20th, 1991. This is when it was released. Remember it well. Yeah, I've heard about it in books. This is summertime. Love the song, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Chachi, Vince, Al Soto, we thank you. Lauren Mealy, Kyle Murphy, Mackenzie Lansing. It was a great show. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace. Peace. Peace And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.